Welcome, everybody, to episode 95 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, with our lovely co-host, Fajardi. How are you doing today, my friend? Oh, man, it's been it's been a grind the past few days, Angle, out of you, you know, with all the campaign stuff, the stuff leading up to it. Uh, it's, been, it's been great, though. I'm enjoying a lot of it. I enjoyed <laughs> the campaign, which seems like a lot of people in chat are saying you're not allowed to enjoy the campaign. Oh, um, yeah. We're not, not allowed to have an opinion. I forgot about yeah, that, man. You we're not allowed to enjoy the campaign. Um, have to hate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, good, good past few days. Not, not complaining, not complaining. Did a whole bunch of stuff today. I saw the, <laughs> yeah. the pod was, um, delayed. Also, you know, I, you had your stuff going on, but you know, we're here now. So we're ready to talk we about are about here. W3. <laughs> Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, you are apparently not allowed to like Modern Warfare 3 because Twitter told you so. So we're going to jump into that all throughout today's episode. But I do want to bring something over real, real quickly because apparently the New Zealand strategy that everybody uses every year to play Call of Duty early, right? Because all of us content creators are flying out to New Zealand uh, first thing in the morning yeah. on Thursday. That will work for MW3, which means that... On November the 9th, I think it's at around 6 to 7 o'clock Pacific, you'll be able to start playing Modern Warfare 3. An embargo lifts right around that time. And here's how this makes sense, right? Just to point this out, right? So whenever something is physical, New Zealand will obviously get access to whatever that is early. In campaign early access story, right, with that angle... That was a digital offer, a digital opportunity, which means that no matter what, every region was starting to play campaign early access at the same time. So there was no, there was no New Zealand trick for uh, early access there. But next week, we'll be live on Thursday morning. I'll be taking a trip to New Zealand, and we should be jumping into zombies right off the rip. Which and we'll we'll play it by ear. We'll see if we do a podcast the day after that. We'll try to, but. If worse comes to worse, right? There's too much launch content. There's too much stuff going on with launch. Then we'll have to push episode 96 till a week after that. But how's everybody doing in chat? Appreciate everyone's love and support on the psycho day that we had yesterday. It was probably one of the busiest days on the channel and over at Detonated. And, mm -hmm. you know, we all love celebrating campaign and covering campaign the most that we can. It's kind of like a once a year thing, right? And remember last year with Mono for 2, uh, Vajardi and I were absolutely grinding the campaign coverage on the channel, but I wasn't streaming and Detonated didn't exist. So we had two two extra layers of uh, <laughs> of content for this time. How, how, how do you feel about the, was it a 13 hour shift yesterday? Jesus Christ, we were grinding, man. I mean, I mean, probably 24 seven hour shift, you know, yeah. there's never, there's never really like stop working, you know, even, even when you're sleeping, you know, um, could wake up early, do some crazy shit, you know, but I say to everyone in chat, like, uh, everyone's just hating on the campaign. Like, no, I'd rather play games that are actually worth playing. Then why are you in a Call of Duty stream? Like, is there anything else you can do? Not, not just a Call of Duty, not, like, not just a Call of Duty stream, a Call of Duty podcast on a Call of Duty focused channel. Like, yeah. that's, that's even, that's even more, that's even more specific there. But, um, yeah, I'm aware, was it, uh, Fortnite? chapter what is it chapter one or the the chapter one map re-released today right so yep, yep um, the, OG map. the og map is back today so there's so much going on call of duty dropped two blog posts which we'll talk about very later in this episode um so much got marketed today that i didn't expect i figured they would you know let us breathe with campaign early access and then jump back to our our, our mm, normal scheduled yeah. programming next week but no they were like hey you know what we're gonna drop even more marketing today which i'm not against that was cool so i got out a quick video on that uh, about less than an I'm hour ago next week 
as well as the camel customization blog. So there's a lot that we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about as of next week. Um, but with that being said, um, I do want to bring up something funny that I just can't, I still can't believe happened yesterday. Uh, a server-wide outage across the entire Call of Duty franchise. So real quickly, give us a recap of what happened there. So it was right when my my credits started rolling. I skipped the credits, see the post-credit scene, and my game crashed. So what exactly happened according to the COD Updates Twitter? They went ahead and described uh, what exactly broke there. Yeah, they basically said there was a server, there was a server outage across MW2 and MW3, um, which made it so you had the, um, I, 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 what is it, the the ownership, like the ownership uh, on your whole account wasn't showing up. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, ridiculous. That wasn't showing bro. up. It reset your level. It reset everything. <laughs> um, nothing was appearing on your account. No weapons. Nothing. Um, Shocking. Yeah, very, very weird. Nothing's like that has ever happened before. Nothing. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe we've seen that before ever. That's that's actually insane. Uh, so yeah, with that, that was like one of the weirdest things to probably happen in a long time where as people were playing campaign, all of a sudden, uh, everyone's account got reset to level one. You lost your inventory, your bundles. You couldn't access campaign anymore. It was an issue that persisted for probably like 10, 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't the end of the world, but people out there were very upset about that to the point where even hours after it was fixed, people were complaining about that and commenting on videos talking about that. And I'm like, yeah, people just weren't happy yesterday. But, you know, we brought this up on, on previous episodes that this could turn into a Black Ops 4 type of season where generally what Twitter and Reddit are saying and even the comments of YouTube videos is that the game is bad, the game has no content, uh, we need to move on to the next title already, whereas there still is a pretty strong audience uh, across the casual community that still is playing and enjoying said content. There still is an audience on the internet for it, but maybe Twitter and Reddit's echo chambers will tell you that there isn't. That might happen with Modern Warfare 3 as we're going to get into in a second, but I do want to bring up the fact that yesterday, not only did I post every single raw walkthrough of the MW3 campaign, but we went ahead and tried something a bit different with Detonated, where we also have articles on the website of every single mm-hmm. mission, you know, a, a big breakdown, you know, step-by-step of what happens in each mission. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we have screenshots in there and just kind of like a breakdown of, of the story of what happens in each mission as well. Um, something that we're very proud of that I didn't get to, I didn't get to do last year, which we really experimented with this year is an ending explained video that I posted here on the channel, and I got an article equivalent of that over on Detonated.com. So for those that prefer articles and reading big breakdowns of information of how to beat a mission or the story implications, all that is available on the website. Big shout out to our lead writer, uh, Taco, for knocking those out beautifully in the best way that he could. I got the Ending Explained article done, but he did all the all the breakdowns of each of the missions and whatnot. And I'm sure you guys already are aware of this. This is a spoiler filled podcast discussion of what happens in Mono for 3's campaign. So fair warning, if you mm-hmm. haven't beat the campaign yet, feel free to come back to this podcast after you do so if you don't want to be spoiled. And then Fajardi was absolutely killing it with ensuring that every video walkthrough went up as I was streaming, got the thumbnails done for those. Um, I really enjoyed doing that because nobody really does that anymore. I feel like that was a thing maybe back then that people were doing, you know, posting like walkthroughs of each mission or whatnot. I feel like that's such a, a thing of the past now, and I'm glad to kind of revisit that uh, as, mm-hmm. often, as often as possible. So um, there's that. But uh, with that, let's start off with just a, a general review of the campaign. So I know you beat it last night, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. So let's, let, let's, let's first discuss the entirety of the campaign. So when you compare it to Modern Warfare 2019 and Modern Warfare 2, how are you feeling about the single player in this game? Um, it's de- I think personally it's better than Modern Warfare 2019. Um, only for the reason I felt like Modern Warfare 19 had insanely long missions, uh, like the Embassy mission, not fun at all. 
the uh, the one road mission with Farah uh, and and Hadir not fun at all. Um, so you, you, like you, don't, missions, you don't like to wait 13 minutes for trucks to pull up while you're like oh, we're no. me- me- measuring the wind distance and sliding people across the map for <laughs> yeah you know not, yeah, not that's too a- much of a fan about that and not too much of a fan uh, of that. Um, so MW3, you know the the detonated tweet I put out where you know it's short, it's sweet, and it doesn't drag on too long to where you're like okay, like let's let's get the campaign finished here. You know it, it's it's short and sweet and it does what it needs to and it tells the story it needs to tell. You know and nothing more, nothing less. Um, which apparently some people have a problem problem with uh, because there's like there, there's obviously a lot of weird things going on with this game. Um, you know, with, with this development and everything, with Sledgehammer doing a Modern Warfare title and and everything like that. So, the, like, people just got to understand that there is some there's some weird development stuff going on behind the scenes with this game. Oh yeah, um, definitely, definitely. So that's probably why it was more shorter. Uh, but then again, short campaign doesn't equal bad. Uh, you know, you had the Cold War campaign, which was you know I, I know Charlie Intel put out a tweet. I actually commented on it um, that Cold War was the shortest campaign ever until mw3 and it's like so that that should prove to you right there that short campaign doesn't equal bad because cold war is like one of the best campaigns of all time oh easily it's short easily. it's short it's sweet it gets to the point and it tells a story it needs to tell that's all that's all a campaign really needs to do there doesn't there doesn't need to be these long missions just for the sake of having long missions and a higher player count call of duty isn't primarily a single player game you buy it in a package that has a co-op mode it has a multiplayer mode as a campaign mode that's what call of duty is um, if you want to play story games, go play Red Dead Redemption. Go play The Last of Us, like, <laughs> and get your and yeah. get your twenty hour experience that people thought Call of Duty is, which Call of Duty never was. Call of Duty never was this massive, super long uh, campaign experience. Um, right. Obviously, right. obviously, some campaigns probably run longer than others, but um, yeah, some campaigns were in the ballpark of like you know seven eight hours, but I, I don't think anything ever exceeded past that unless you're doing like side objectives and achievements and, and whatever else. So. I fully agree with you about how short campaign doesn't equal bad, but there was comments that generally hurt my soul. And people are going to call me a cod show for this. I don't care. People saying, oh, that campaigns are now a waste of dev time. And, you know, they need to allocate those resources to multiplayer into war zone. And it's like, hold on a second. Campaigns are the heart and soul of every Call of Duty title. Let's just point that out right now. I'm going to say that's objective to, to, to say, first of all. And you go, oh, DK, there's no way it's an opinion. No, no, no. Call of Duty campaigns are the heart and soul of every single title right oh what about black ops 4 didn't have a campaign but hey blackouts and multiplayer zombies the content in that game still gave it a soul so you can argue oh well you're you're being hypocritical you're saying black ops 4 didn't have a campaign but it's still had a soul yes but black ops 4 is a bit of a unique situation but other than that campaigns and call of duty allow you to immerse yourself in the game's environments use the game's weapons get used to the characters really setting up what you're going to be seeing in multiplayer zombies warzone later i, I love campaigns i don't want to see them go away but when looking at Mono for 3's campaign in particular, it's rounding out and completing a trilogy and something that I think people out there may disagree with, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Modern Warfare trilogy reboot is an interestingly disconnected type of trilogy because Modern Warfare 19 sets a pretty cool foundation. Modern Warfare 2 barely follows up on it. It tells like a standalone story with mm-hmm. 141, right? In Modern Warfare 19, all you had was Price and Gaz, really. And then, yeah, Farah, Alex, but... You didn't have Soap, you didn't have Ghost, you didn't have Makarov, you didn't have, you know, OG MW villains at all. Khaled al-Assad is teasing the post-credit scene, but that doesn't really go anywhere, because I guess that was part of some scrap to your plot line, maybe? I'm, I'm just guessing here. Uh, Modern Warfare 3 then 
essentially follows up more on Modern Warfare 19 and MW2's post-launch story, not Modern Warfare 2's campaign at all. So it's a we have a very disconnected trilogy here, which which is odd to to even to even think about. But you could also argue the Black Ops series is also kind of disconnected. Black Ops One and Two are connected. Black Ops Three and Four are not. Cold War picks up on you know Black Ops One quite a bit. So you could argue that we've seen this kind of disconnect in the past with with a narrative, but. Mono for 3's campaign, I think, narratively is a very strong story. I think it's almost too soon to tell if it's better than last year's story, but I think certainly is a good entry in the rebooted Mono Warfare series. But you've seen the, the harsh reviews, right? I know we'll talk about the IGN one in a little bit as well. You've seen some of the harsh reviews. How are you feeling about the four, five out of tens that you've been seeing across the board? Do you think that's fair narratively or gameplay or neither? What are your thoughts on those numbers that are kind of floating around everywhere? Yeah, I mean, narratively, I don't really understand where that comes from. The for me, the campaign was very co. It was very coherent. It was very easy to understand from mission from one mission to the next. Like you, for me, it was very easy to realize what was happening. Um, on top of that, I don't think a lot of people realize how much influence the DMZ story had, the raid story had, um, and the post launch story had in all of this. Um, a lot of DMZ narrative stuff showed up in the campaign that a lot of people probably didn't know. Um, because you know, it, I guess that could, that could be looked at as a criticism, where it's like, oh, now you have to, now you have to play DMZ, and you have to, you know, go follow on the story with this, this, and that, and raids, and and the post on story, and the cutscenes, where um, it should just be like campaign. But even then, like the, this is like the first game where we've properly seen post on story be carried on into the next game, which I think is cool. Hardcore, um, yeah. Someone who played DMZ and really understood uh, the lore of that. Lots of cool stuff to pick up on that was brought up inside of the campaign. That's why I personally like the the narrative in it, um, because I think if you I think if you just if you just played MW two and you went into MW three, you're probably going to be missing on, on a lot of context of stuff, uh, especially if you didn't uh, see the the post launch uh, the post launch content, uh, the post launch cutscenes, everything like that, DMZ stuff. Um, but yeah, some people, some people saying in chat, like, "Oh, this is this is subjective." What you're saying, and, and so that means like it's objective to say it's bad. That's <laughs> yeah, like what, like, opinion what, too. Yeah, what, what's the counter argument to that? Then yeah, it's like I, I, I don't really, I don't really. Every get that. every opinion, every opinion subjective. There's no objective opinion about this. It's a discussion. Um, sure. I, I mean, I, it might be a hot take, but I'll say Modern Warfare 2019. I think is flawed narratively. It's a pretty strong story, but flawed narratively in the sense that. None of that really gets followed up on all that much in future installments or post-launch stories, right? So it's it's almost insignificant to the plot of Modern Warfare 2 and now Modern Warfare 3 for the most part. Uh, Gameplay-wise, a lot of the missions are, are, are a lot longer than some of the most recent campaign iterations. But Modern Warfare 19, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad game by any means, but it almost feels like Modern Warfare 2 is like the actual start of the rebooted MW trilogy because although MW3 doesn't really follow up too much on some of the core elements of mw2's campaign it does a little bit and still continues the whole you know task force 141 group narrative right which mw19 doesn't really have mw19 ends with 141 being formed if that makes sense so a modern warfare 4 i think is inevitable based on some of the 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 uh plot points towards the ending of the recent campaign and i think once mw4 happens in whatever year this could be, because right now it's rumored that we're getting back-to-back Black Ops games, 2024, 2025. That leaves 2026 open for a potential MW4 or whatever IW or Sledgehammer want to come out with. That game could follow up on the significant, significant uh, 
cliffhangers and and and, and open ended plots from MW3's campaign. But something that I know we're gonna forget to, to mention if, if if we don't do it now, MW3 may not have a, a post-launch story. There's a current rumor going around that apparently we are going to be seeing each season themed around an older Call of Duty title. If they do mm. that, I can't see how you do a post-launch story that picks up where MW3's campaign left off. If anything, MW3's campaign leaves us, leaves us on a note where I could see them holding off on continuation exactly. for a couple of years. I think it, it's, and, and that's crazy because one of the pieces of criticism I've been seeing is MW3 has no ending. It feels like you're only halfway there when the game ends. And it's like, I didn't really feel that way. I think it ends off on a note where it perfectly sets up either a spin-off, sequel, or a bang-rass post-launch story. I didn't feel like, you know, it, we were only halfway in. I could have maybe preferred maybe an extra couple missions or maybe one fewer open combat one, which we'll talk about that in a bit as well. But the first bit of gameplay I have in the background here, if you're watching this on YouTube, is the mission Frozen Tundra. I put this out on Twitter yesterday. I think this mission generally has some of the strongest narrative in not only the rebooted Modern Warfare trilogy, but the entirety of Modern Warfare since even a decade ago. Mm -hmm. Such beautiful narrative told here where you get one for one all together, which we didn't see nearly any of in Modern Warfare 19, and the team was kind of split quite a bit in Modern Warfare 2. You see the team together a lot in Modern Warfare 3, which I really like. And the gameplay, obviously, <clears throat> it is what it is throughout MW3's campaign. It's very similar to last year's title, but like I said on my you know ending explain video yesterday and you know in other tweets, and I'm sure you'll put this out on Detonated later, Modern Warfare is Modern Warfare. There's only so much you can do gameplay-wise. I'm not saying they can't do more and they can't be more original. I'm not defending it and saying it's the best 10 out of 10 campaign ever, but with how yeah, gritty and grounded people, it is... Yeah, go ahead. Which people don't really understand, like, you know, we're not saying it's the best campaign ever. We're saying right, it's, right. Being, it's being overreacted as a, a terrible campaign. It's, it's, a, it's a solid entry. It's not, like, the best thing I've ever played in my entire life. It's a solid entry. Um, but apparently, if you say something positive, it means you think it is the best thing ever. Yeah, um, anyway. yeah, not at all. Sorry, I, I, I no, 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 it's totally fine. Uh, I, the thing is, right, it's like modern warfare is modern warfare. I, I, I can't think of too many different variations of gameplay they can do in a modern warfare campaign. MW19 had some, had some impressive moments, had some really deep, brutal moments. I think a few even got canceled from the game's final launch because it was, it was too, too gritty. Modern Warfare 2 did some cool things gameplay-wise too, but it's like, how far could they really take it gameplay-wise? Whereas Black Ops being as trippy as it is they can do some really cool things both narratively and gameplay wise where you're on psychedelics where you're hallucinating where you see zombies mono warfare can't really do stuff like that it's a lot more grounded and rooted in realism to where it's like what do you really expect from a modern warfare campaign at this point narratively they can still take it a lot of different places but gameplay wise like i'm not i wasn't expecting an avengers level mission with 141 which vanguard did pretty well but in the final mission of that yep. game and i think for vanguard that worked but i don't think modern warfare is a series where they want to take it that route i think what's also funny is people saying oh it's the worst campaign ever nothing happens or it's filler it's like that just proves people didn't even play Vanguard's campaign because that campaign, no, no disrespect to Sledgehammer because I think the cinematics are beautiful and the narrative they were going for was interesting with the whole team thing, but nobody must have played that campaign if, if people are saying the MW3 right now is somehow like worse than Vanguard when Vanguard's first, second, and last missions are the story. Every mission in between is literal filler and backstory for characters that are no longer important, characters that we're probably not going to see again. So that's the campaign that I'm surprised people out there weren't tripping about more. But again, Campaign Early Access only began last year. So now is when people out there are probably playing campaign the most now, 
you know, last year and this year because you get that week to play it before you jump into multiplayer zombies Warzone. Now more people are seeing single player more than ever. So that's why you might not have saw that complaint for Vanguard. But like I said, Frozen Tundra, I mean, narratively, you're getting one for one altogether. You're getting, you know, Shepard getting absolutely cooked. You know, you, you get a cool environment. Like it, this mission was one of my favorites for sure. But there were some good ones in, in this campaign. People out there were saying there's no memorable moment in the campaign. Are you serious? Like, I mean, it's, it's your opinion and you're entitled to it. It's also that that's subjective. I get that. But like you said, people are being a little too harsh about this campaign, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think it, I think it's a bit much the way the way people were treating this one. But that opens up an interesting door, right? Would this have been better received if it truly was a $70 DLC expansion? Or do you think this did deserve to be its own Call of Duty? How, how, how would you how, how would you put it that way? Uh, I think after playing the campaign, it actually makes sense of it being its own title. Because, um, you know, it kind of, it, it's, like, imagine if that, imagine if the MW3 campaign was just morphed in MW2 as DLC like i think it would be more of a mess narratively if it was considered the same you know I, right, it's, right it's very very different very different themes massive switch up and villains um massive uh key characters aren't even mentioned alejandro valeria uh rudy um so it definitely makes sense being its own standalone call of duty title uh especially with the amount it uh, the amount the the amount the post launch story grew over the past year, um, yeah, I, I, I yeah I think I, I don't know the, the campaign is very tough very tough to talk about because a lot of people are just I, I, I've never it, seen this for a campaign. People yeah, we, we have it. Right? We have it, and, and that's yeah. And, and I think I'll tell you a flaw right now with Call of Duty's narrative. I'll tell you a flaw with it right now, and it, it might not be a flaw a year from now. Or, or with Black Ops later, or with a Modern Warfare 4 in 2026, whatever. Modern Warfare 2, for example, right? Like we said earlier, the campaign was a very standalone story compared to Modern Warfare 19. It was very, very... Like, you, you could have not played Modern Warfare 19, and I think you would have been fine playing Modern Warfare 2, right? Would, could we agree on that? I, th I think that's, that's, generally, that's generally the case, right? You, you, you could have just hopped into MW2's campaign and been like, all right, I didn't play 2019, but I can still understand what's going on here. <laughs> like if you if you even looked at Mono for 19's post-launch cutscenes, that was enough to kind of get you prepared for Mono for 2. Kinda, right? But looking at the way Mono for 2's post-launch was handled, you had a narrative being told through raids, one being told in DMZ, and a separate one being told through Warzone Cinematics, right? Mm -hmm. MW3's campaign touches on everything except for the Warzone cinematics. Actually, Minus the Vondel one, but the whole plot with Valeria breaking out, Alejandro Rudy going after her, or just the follow-up from Modern Warfare 2's campaign in general with Las Almas in Mexico, that's what was left out of this campaign, which could be followed up on, as we'll talk about later, in maybe a post-launch or a spin-off or a sequel game. But this game directly continues the MW2 raids and the DMZ narrative like we talked about. But the flaw mm -hmm. I want to talk about with that is the fact that when you set up so many narratives... Then it, it kind of comes down to, okay, what will the sequel focus on, right? What, what will they pick up on, or, or will, will they cover everything in the sequel? And this game didn't cover everything, a, a, as we saw. Whereas, you know, Cold War's post-launch, you know, you kind of had separate narratives going on with multiplayer Warzone and zombies. 
right? With multiplayer wars, multi yep. and those were interconnected beautifully. Multiplayer wars yep. on ones, yep. which followed up on campaign. Zombies was kind of on its own turf, but was still within the canon of the Black Ops 1 and 2 campaigns. So everything still kind of worked, and it was kind of still one cohesive story. Whereas MW is telling all these different narratives, which has me concerned. Like, is the narrative team behind the scenes kind of all disconnected, disjointed, or is it different writers working on different things? What's going on there? You know, that, that, that that's a bit of a flaw that I think could be fixed later. And they probably did that for a reason, right? They didn't want to follow up on everything. But, uh, you know, narratively, at least, I think Mono for 3 does a good job, you know, focusing on the stuff that people probably care about the most. But we talked about this off stream yesterday. Alex had no role in Modern Warfare 2, but he did in the raids. Far only had a cameo in the, in the MW2 campaign, mm -hmm. but then came back in the raids. MW3 brings them both back in quite a few missions, so that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, like the main narrative with Makarov, Shepard, and, the, and 141 as one complete team has only really been focused on in the last campaign and this one. But I was even seeing comments that MW2 and 3 are both filler. It's like, wait... If they're both filler, then what's the real narrative then? Is it is Modern Warfare 19 the, the only camp? Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't get some of these comments I'm seeing about, about campaign. Well, and here's I, the thing. I, if I, I don't really get saying, that. If you're just saying, like, all the all the MW games have been filler, like, you just don't like the characters in the story. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that, has, yeah. Nothing, that yeah. has nothing to do with the actual games. It has everything to do with you just not enjoying it. So if you don't enjoy it, don't play it. Right. 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 <laughs> it's that simple. Don't enjoy, don't play. I, 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 I'm still thinking that maybe after a few more weeks or a few more months, the reception of the campaign will change a little bit. But if there is no post-launch story, like we were just talking about, I think people are not going to be happy about having to wait a couple of years for a follow-up. But, but that might be a bigger payoff when you have to wait a couple of years. Maybe that's for the best. Like, I mean, we talked about this last week. If every season is focused on an older COD title, don't you think that that could essentially set up season six type up that's like we just saw from for two where it's a crazy fun season with psycho cosmetics cool crossovers that kind of tell their own story instead of having to worry about the gritty narrative of the campaign maybe that's a good thing if they do that i i mean would you prefer it that way if every season's like what we just saw for the haunting where it's like it's just its own its own narrative by itself that does not not worrying about yeah, the campaign at all I think that's already set up. I think it's already set up to do that, considering, you know, uh, MW3 is launching with no um, no multiplayer maps that are based on campaign levels, um, because usually you would have, you know, some, some maps that were from the campaign that sort of, like, fit the narrative of, of, of the campaign, right? Right, um, right, right. MW3 doesn't have that. It's all just remasters. So right off the bat, you're already looking at a, a disconnected, disjointed um kind of synchronization there yes. from campaign to the multiplayer so they might just be like okay well this is already disconnected let's just have fun let's just make the craziest cosmetics we can and let's just put it all out there and let's just give give right give the fan favorite guns uh one-to-one -one remasters in battle passes and and maybe maybe bring back like wacky operator characters that you can use in zombies warzone um and everything of the sort so Maybe they're already looking at it like that. I'd prefer if they look at it like that because, you know, um, I would hate to have two two years in a row of like milsim realism or primarily <laughs> yeah, milsim yeah. realism, like grounded stuff. Like, you know, let's just have fun with it. Like, I, I want like the, the picnic table maps back again. Oh, yeah. From, like, Psycho maps. Like, like yeah. this cool stuff like that.
No, I, no, I actually agree with that. Real quickly, super chat from Brownies. OG Fortnite coming back saved my parents' marriage. That, <laughs> that, that, that's something. Austin Thompson. Yeah, Austin Thompson. DK, I want to hear your opinion, but do you think BO2 is still canon? We will jump into that in a little bit, but quick answer is yes. But apparently, if you think anything is canon that isn't directly shoved in your face in campaign, it's apparently copium. So that's a funny discussion for later. Another super chat from uh, Anonymous. The MW3 campaign is like Black Ops Declassified. They both have Spec Ops style campaign. MW3 isn't the first guy to do this, by the way. Yeah, and we're totally going to jump into that when we talk about open combat missions in a little bit because people are also, I think, on the – I think I think most people have have responded to those open combat missions in, in a very negative light. And you're, of course, entitled to that if you want to, but I, I don't think – a lot of them were were, were were judged fairly, but we, we will we will go into that uh, in a little bit. But um, yeah, like you were saying, you know, narrative wise, maybe it's best to you know save a continuation of this for a couple of years from now, and then just do something fun each season. You want to do a Black Ops yeah. theme season? You bring Rebirth back to Warzone, which is probably going to be like later in twenty twenty four, and then for multiplayer, they bring back let's say Plaza and freaking Nuketown twenty twenty five. I'm just I'm just BSing here, and then you have a bunch of BO two twenty twelve weapons added to the arsenal and advanced warfare theme season. You're not adding in jetpacks, maybe as an LTM for Warzone or multiplayer, but you have AW maps brought back for boots on the ground gameplay. The EM one laser weapon added in, you know, uh, really crazy cosmetics. Maybe you do wacky stuff to celebrate twenty years of COD because they figured that would maybe get received better than just following up on the story over six seasons. And on top of that, you know, I think we'll jump into this later too with Fortnite bringing back its original map. Activision probably sees that and says, "Hey, maybe that's a massive good ret- success today. Massive success." Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I, I think they'll probably see that and be like, "Hey, now, now is when we should bring back for dance." They were waiting for the right moment to do it for whatever reason, and maybe they see Fortnite doing it and they're like, "Hey, let's let's go ahead and do that." Uh, you know, but then that kind of puts in the question: What happens to Urzikstan? Does that ruin the perception of that map? I mean, we'll, we'll get to that too. But circling back to, to narrative real quickly of the campaign, one thing I'm surprised they didn't do which maybe is being saved for later, is, you know how Shadow Siege is a Warzone event from MW3? It sets up the fact that Coney infiltrated Shadow Company to steal those chemical weapons from yep. Zaya Observatory. I know the chemical weapons are followed up on, but I'm surprised they didn't touch more on the fact that Shadow Company got almost destroyed from within with the Coney infiltration. I'm surprised they didn't do more with that, but we still do get a good follow-up with Shepard, Graves, Shadow Company, for sure, which ironically... Really you put a tweet, more than I thought. More way, than I thought. way more than I thought. And you know what's funny? You put out a tweet undetonated about this, and you mentioned this a while back, you're like, oh, you know, we're looking, we're going to be looking at a, a follow up to Shepard, Graves, Shadow Company. People out there were like, nope, 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 Makarov, Makarov. We all Makarov. It's like, it's all, people don't realize it's all connected. Like, yeah. The, the shit going on with Makarov wouldn't have happened without, without Graves, without uh, Shepard. Like, they're, it's all connected. Um, so to say that MW3 would not have those characters in it is simply like, are, are you playing the game blindfolded? Um, did you have <laughs> <Christine> blindfolded? <laughs> um, you know, especially seeing how important Shadow Shadow Siege. <laughs> so I can't say that Shadow Siege. Shadow Siege, a tongue twister, bro. Tongue twister. Yeah. The uh, the Warzone event, seeing that and uh, how integrated it was into this game's narrative is like, I hopefully they do that from now on. Like uh, having these crazy na- like narratives in Warzone that actually mean uh, something to the next game because. Like you get, you get a lot of context onto you know where where they got this gas from, uh, who Ivan and Nolan are, um, where Makarov has been because you know because after Shadow Siege you you know Ivan and Nolan go rescue him from the Gulag so um, very very cool narrative stuff going on there. So can we also can we also point out that I swear they did this on purpose, right? I sw- I could have sworn that the initial. Uh... 
the initial blog post for Operation 627 when they first revealed campaign gameplay at whatever Game Award event it was, I swear they said something like, oh, it's a Coney-occupied prison in Almazra. Exactly, yeah. And, and you're playing so as a mysterious Almazra, Al- not Almazra. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Verdansk, I, yeah. <laughs> and, and they're going in to break out a mysterious prisoner. And it ended up being the case that Coney are breaking into this prison in Verdansk to break out Makarov, who was prisoner 627. So I'm okay with them kind of like throwing us off with the initial blog post. I find it funny, you know, looking back at, at what, uh, you know, looking back at what they initially said about the mission to, to avoid spoilers. Because I'm like, right when you spawn in on, on mission one, you know that you're playing as Coney because you see the, the, the name tags above people's heads. So I, I think that, that's really interesting how they did that. But, you know, like you said, they did more than we thought they were going to do with Shadow Company, Graves, so on and so forth. It's just crazy, and and you brought this up beautifully off stream yesterday. Graves saved himself. You want to say anything about that? Like Graves kind of covered his own ass, which sets up good narrative for him later. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, Graves went from you know like after the events of the MW two campaign, Graves was investigated by the FBI. That right. All, that a major investigation went out um, surrounding what happened with Task Force One Four One and everything like that, which. Which again is followed up in the Modern Warfare Three story inside of the court, the court, the court scene, uh, the courtroom cutscene we see. Um, yeah, but Graves was getting absolutely Shadow <laughs> Company as a whole. They were getting absolutely yeah. just destroyed throughout the post launch story. You had them oh, yeah. starting off getting investigated by the FBI. They had they had the U.S. government breathing down their neck. Um, then you had them taking over control of like Ashika Island. Uh, and all and all these places in, in DMZ. Then Coney comes along. They take they take all these places that Shadow Company had under control. Right. They start they slow slowly just pulling back more and more, controlling more and more. Um, and then to top everything off, the the Warzone event, the season five Warzone event. You know, you you had Coney infiltrate Shadow Company, steal the gas, which effectively rendered that um, that entire mission as a, as a failure. Um, because it was you're meant to stop Coney getting those chemicals, which leads to the entire narrative of the Modern Warfare 3 campaign. Um, you know, chasing this gas, chasing these um, these missiles, which were used to frame Farah and, and her ULF, uh, you know, or organization. Yes, um, yes. It all makes sense. And, you know, Graves is really like, Graves on his last straw going into Modern Warfare 3. Oh, literally, literally. He, he took an opportunity to clear his name, and now he is good. Like he is like he's back on top. Yeah, he's like, who gave you orders to attack one for one? General Herschel Shepard. And then Shepard <laughs> and they're like, wait, Shepard, did you give those orders to Graves? No, I did not, sir. Shepard caught lying. Graves says that Shepard gave him the orders and didn't execute and he didn't them. Act on it. He didn't like, act that on it. Scumbag, that, bro, I know, that guy, I know. It's so funny that that was that great. Every so, moment for Graves in campaign is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so so Graves, so Graves is back uh, on top now. Graves is back on top. Um, Shadow Company's back on top. Um, but you know what's crazy too is Coney apparently has occupied Adamgrad in Urzikstan. So I'm like, hold on a second. That that kind of after raids that kind and they, we go and the, I couldn't believe we go back to Urzikstan's Adamgrad facility. We go back to those areas that, that we didn't see them, you know, one to one exactly in, in the raids for MW two, but the same, same general, same style, same style. same style. And I'm like, wow, dude. Do you think raid episode five was like morphed into one of these missions, or do you think that was generally something separate from what we saw in campaign here? Any 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 thoughts on that? Or like, it feels like we played raid episode that, five in this campaign. It's crazy. That, that that payload mission where you play as Price in the long grass, like that that oh, that, dude. Yeah. That feels like a reworked raid mission. Does it? 100%. Yeah. Oh man, that was they, it was they, cool, they man. 
they initially said, you know, the five raid missions that was changed to four. Denver got a fifth one. That one, right, right, with the location, and I feel like a lot of those steps were just taken out. Uh, a lot, a lot of a lot of the raid steps, like the puzzles and stuff, were just taken out. Sure, to make it sure. More like a like a cinematic. Um, yeah. yeah if, if you had if you had like Gaz or or Alex there as AI, like that that's a raid mission <laughs> right because <laughs> um, it almost feels like this mission and maybe a few others that we'll get into later could have been co-op and it would and and maybe co-op being added to this campaign would have changed people's perception to the entire the, the, the entire single player experience you know seeing the narrative unfold especially like the court hearings with shepherd and graves i thought that was brilliant dude like i i think that yeah, i think that narrative was amazing I think I think the cutscenes in this game uh, narratively are like better than better than MW2 and MW 2019 because you have that one frozen tundra scene where you have like all of 141 absolutely roasting Shepard and ma making them making them his bitch. Yeah, um, that's great. <laughs> and then you have like the graves trolling on FaceTime with salt. Oh, that's just great. So many memes well. this year will be created. I promise you, dude. I'm detonated everywhere. Yeah. There will be so many memes from that. It's freaking hilarious. Um, oh my god yeah and then you obviously you have the the courtroom scene a uh, great absolutely great um story stuff there um just like a lot of really good cutscenes that are like damn like these are these are like some these are cutscenes like you you want to rewatch yeah. and see and and they're like and like almost cheering when you see it like you know um you know uh, general general shepherd not general graves general shepherd like kind of owning up to what he's done oh yeah and kind of graves oh, yeah. like screwing him over is like it's like wow like, it, both it's crazy scumbags, bro. yeah um it, 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 it's just great it's great seeing the consequences of so many major events that have happened seeing the consequences unfold in real time inside of inside of this campaign i think i think that was brilliantly done but i definitely want to get into that moment that death that's a big discussion in and of itself during the 14th and final mission. Somebody chat said, DK Fajardi, can we just agree that 13th mission was a bad mission gameplay-wise and story-wise? I think I, I mean, the AC-131, I don't, I don't think it was bad. Yeah, the AC-131, so... I don't think it was bad. Like, I, I, narratively, maybe you could have preferred if you were on the ground during that. And yeah. then, or maybe, or maybe sw at least have a switch. You start off in the AC-130 and then you switch to the team on the ground. Maybe that would have been better. But I think it... it what that mission does, and, and, and I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but that mission, as well as Frozen Tundra from earlier in the game, really makes Shepard look like an idiot. I'm like, you're a four-star, <laughs> five-star general, and, and the, the biggest moron that, that I, I could imagine. Maybe I'm salty he didn't get the mustache so, or anything in, in the, new, the new reboot, but well, he's, he's such an idiot. idiot. He's, he's such an idiot. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that mission, the Danger Coast mission, like the AC-130 mission, I think, you know, we got two of those missions with Shadow Company uh, in MW2. Not my favorite missions, not really memorable at all um yeah sto like story wise the mission's good but gameplay wise obviously like i would rather play as mm. all i would rather play as alex gaz price and farad because those are the people on the ground in that um in that mission yeah i think yeah. That, i think that mission would have been a lot better if you were running around uh and calling the ac-130 with like the little laser sight or whatever to explode the buildings even if you control um, it by clicking all right on your d-pad you control it and then go back to first person as the soldier on the ground maybe or, or that, something yeah that, you know i think that that would a, a change that would have made it better but yeah ac-130 missions um i mean they have their place and their place is to you know a, an easier mission to make so you got to kind of look at it like that um but sure. you know it, it, yeah it still it was still important what was going on in that mission so i wouldn't necessarily say uh storyline wise what, what was Fair. happening but 
but it, it, it I, I could I could see the criticism of like, oh, that mission happens and Shepard's like, oh yeah, Makarov's dead in EKIA and Graves agrees and whatever. And then one mission later, it's like, oh, CIA with Laswell and, and one for one. We we found where he went. Oh, we found them. It's like, oh, it, it kind of just jumps to that. So I get it if you think that there's been a few missions in between. I could totally get that criticism. But that moment in the campaign, that big death, sad to see Soap being killed off for the second time. I saw a comment earlier saying Soap is 0 for 2 in Modern Warfare now <laughs> compared to other characters. Died in both Modern Warfare 3s. Um, it was erupt. It just happens. Makarov does it, gets away with it, and disappears into the abyss, not, right? Not scot free, though. You know, he has not scot free. Uh, yeah. He did get like a knife in like the neck, shoulder area. Um, but yeah, you know, there's just. Uh, yeah, I know it's they foreshadow it though. I know in the Verdance flashback mission, Soap mm -hmm. has a gun to Makarov's head, price stops him from doing it, and Soap tells him, you know, I'm gonna put a bullet through this guy's head. Uh it that's kind of foreshadowed because that's what Makarov does to Soap later. It's abrupt, it happens, but something that you and I talked about, and I put it in my ending explain video as well, is that in real war, right? And th that's how grounded and rooted in realism that the Monofer trilogy really is. In real war. I mean, maybe this could happen once in a while, but when people die in war, sadly, it's not this big cinematic moment where they're jumping into the flames and and and, and sacrificing themselves for their team to get away, or or you know, bleeding out slowly and giving their last words and their last breath to their buddies and telling them some big reveal. Like people just die, like people just drop dead, and it's yeah. psych. It's incredibly sad, but that's what this campaign emphasizes. I'm not saying that you know that's how all big Call of Duty deaths should be, but we've seen older COD titles do the big cinematic you know, ending death scene for a lot of major characters. But, which are good. Which are good, are good, yeah. Not taken away from the, like, for example, the Infinite Warfare campaign, beautifully done, sad-ass ending, crazy. Like, I think yeah, Infinite like, Warfare is one of the best endings like, in any campaign. Like, like Advanced Warfare, like holding that, Kevin Spacey off the top of the building. Like, it, yeah. it's, so, it's, like it's so grand and, and, and cinematic. Um, right, right. Which, which, which like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, you gotta, you gotta take in the, take into account that obviously infinity Ward probably wanted, you know, like the theme of the modern, new modern warfare reboot, insanely grounded, insanely real. And yeah, there's no like, goodbye, like no like, goodbye. Like, yeah. like someone said in chat, war is ugly and sometimes yes. people don't make it like, yeah, right. That's um, what happened. I think, I think it, all the deaths are going to be like this in, in the modern warfare, uh, the modern warfare reboot, like all the deaths are going to be this way. All the deaths are going to yeah. be, you know, just, you know, people are people. Like how, uh, you know, Rick, Rick in The Walking Dead, uh, the comic, uh -huh. like he just gets shot out of nowhere. Like there's not this big buildup. He just gets shot and he dies. Right. Um, it, it's, yeah. And so I, like, you know, it, people, people are just people. Like, you know, and they might be our main characters, but they're no different than uh, humans. They, they, you know, they get shot in the head and they're dead, you know. There's that. And and also to, to just, give some context here uh soap is in modern warfare 3 zombies because that zombies experience takes place before the modern warfare 2 yeah. campaign and i think that's a, that's a good choice to include soap there because it gives people more soap if they want it and it's not a case where it's like oh yeah soap died and i will never see him again it's like at least he still has a role to play in like the prequel arc of, uh, of the modern warfare modern warfare series but uh overall here's the thing right you don't need a major character death to tell a strong story but if they didn't do something like this people would have I argued think, there's no stake so it's like yeah. it's kind of a it's yeah, yeah. i could be a fence sitter on this topic it could be a double-edged sword here where it's like you don't kill anybody people say there's no stakes it's filler it's bs nothing happens you do kill somebody 
no matter how good the campaign is, people are going to say, oh, it was just for shock factor and they didn't need to do this. And, and is that the best they could do? Should have been gas. Like, no, 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 no. They didn't have to do any of this, but it for sure set up some narrative and consequences that we're likely not going to see until the next MW entry or the next Infinity War title. And we'll see what happened here later. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into that as well. But do you think this was necessary? And bring up what you brought up to me last night, which was brilliant about if this game was a DLC, how that would have what that would have meant for Soap. Yeah, you know, I think about it. Say if this game was a DLC, you paid your seventy dollars because you were going to pay that no matter what, if it was a new title or not. Um, you you say you paid for this DLC, and it, you know it added itself to Modern Warfare Two. Soap would have been introduced and killed within the same game. Um, That's crazy so, to think about. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about this where it's like, oh, maybe it was too it was too early to kill Soap. It was too early to do this, and it's like, think about the 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 black ops you know the black ops um campaigns like hudson his his second campaign being introduced he died so right away you know yeah that was the second game of that franchise so i you know i there's not really there's just it's just i don't know it's just there's there's just a lot of it's just weird you know? No, I, I I totally get that, and and you know what's what's crazy is like we brought up before the new Modern Warfare trilogy, and it's fine is behind pacing wise compared to the old MW trilogy, which I don't think is an issue if they're telling a good story. But you know you can almost blame Modern Warfare 19 for this because Modern Warfare 19 is like its own story. Modern Warfare 2 starts it kind of, Modern Warfare 2 kicks off the real one four one narrative, right? So that's why we're kind of a game behind narrative wise. No Russian was in Modern Warfare three. Uh, you know Macroft's introduction is in Modern Warfare three. It's like. That's why we're a game behind. So if you're like, oh, where's Sandman? Where's Rhodes? Where's Joseph Allen? We'll probably get narratives for those people in the next Modern Warfare entry or whatever next game IW or Such Hammer's working on. And soap shoes can be filled by, let's say, Rhodes or Sandman. We could probably see that later. But, you know, especially going, you know, and we'll get into Macroft. They introduced Yuri. They, introduced Yuri they did introduce Yuri. Yeah, that's cool. And that's probably setting up something. But Makarov, for example, I know Menendez is an example of a villain. The guy introduced in one game and killed off in the same one, depending on you know what ending you chose. But I don't think it would have been smart if they would have killed Makarov off in this game. Like, is that the Definitely ending not. you wanted? Like, I swear, if that was the ending we got, people would say, "Oh, we got an ending, but it was rushed and it wasn't it wasn't earned and it should have waited." It's like either way, people are going to be upset about no matter what the narrative was in this game, regardless, right? Um, so. There's going to be consequences to Soap's death, and I think you could obviously argue the gloves are off for one four one. They're you know they're done fucking around now. They're not gonna they're not they're not they're not going to be the nice guys anymore. Whoever they run into, they're cutting the heads off of snakes one by one by one by one. Um, and we'll we'll talk about one four one, but first with Ghost, right? I think that genuinely is what you should be afraid of. What is like that dynamic between Ghost and Johnny is so brilliant. It's so brilliantly mm -hmm. done in the new reboot. I love it. And like you said yesterday, Even in NW3, it was on good. NW3 was done amazing. Too. So like that good. One oh, that one man. interrogation scene with uh, Melina, like just like, that's what, that's a, that's a part of the reason why I'm like super bummed about soap dying. Cause like, we're not going to get any more of that. Unless um, it's a flashback later, maybe. But here's, but that doesn't hold any, it, like <laughs> there's no stakes. Yeah. yeah. There's no stakes. And, and, and it, what's interesting, too, is Melina is a character we only saw for, what, five seconds in a, in a Vandal season four cinematic, which is, which honestly, is crazy. Honestly, three frames. Honestly, three frames in the Vandal that, cinematic. I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> shocked that they, they, they gave us a full mission kind of around, around that. And I'm, I'm cool with that. It just shows you how, how important the post-launch was for Modern Warfare 2. But well, not only that, not only that is that the DMZ story in Intel 
like you know that she's the one who funded the peacekeepers in Vondel. You know that the, she's the one that has been working with Makarov that connected Makarov with Valeria to transfer gas into Europe. Um, yeah, this is all yeah. this is all DMZ narrative stuff. Right, a lot of people just you know are now blurting out all oh, the stories bad because you know I didn't play certain things. I don't understand certain things. Um, but yeah, it's really cool seeing the the failures of um, you know the the failures of the Shadow Company faction missions because that was a Shadow Company faction mission trying to retrieve that gas before it got shipped into Europe. And what happened in the MW3 campaign? You had a you had a, a bomb in the middle of London. Um, literally that was that was because shadow company couldn't stop it in time after yeah. it got stolen which yeah. is really cool i love that it got stolen from Almazra. i mean that's insane but isn't there a connection between melina and valeria as well am i am i, am I getting this right is there yeah, a connection she's the one that, yeah she's the one that connected um valeria and makarov together melina got it got it see that right the gas being transferred and the cartel being involved that's which, which surprisingly they didn't talk about that right which i thought they're totally gonna talk about that that's like perfect setup for either a post-launch story or the next game because Alejandro and Soap were boys, dude, in Modern Warfare 2's campaign. So he's going to be crushed when he when he hears about this. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the future is for the Alejandro, Las Almas, Rudy arc. I want to see more of that. But I, I could understand why mm -hmm. they didn't include that in this campaign. If they were short on time, they did what they could to tell a strong story, at least. So I, I get that. But people got to be afraid of ghosts now. We don't even know the consequences of Johnny's death, where that leaves Ghost. You know, Infinity Ward, you put out a tweet about this a few days ago. I know we talked about this a long time ago, but Infinity Ward, in an interview with the press, did say they have more stories to tell with some of these characters and are not opposed to a Ghost spinoff either. So you could do a Ghost spinoff with, you know, uh, let's say him starting, starting his own Ghost team. You could do a prequel explaining his arc. Uh, before he was Ghost, there's a lot you could do with Ghost as a character. I and think, I think, I think if you do like either a, a an origin story or a post MW three solo Ghost game, um, you could do some really cool stuff with that. Like I think it would be so cool and unique to have a campaign where it's one character and it's one character versus the world. He's just yeah, he's just dropped it. He's just dropping his own, basically just copy Arkham City and make that Call of Duty. Like imagine if you take imagine you take Arkham City narrative and you combine that with Ghost being dropped in like I don't know I'll, I'll say Urzikstan for example and he just he just wipes out like everything and everyone that would be so cool that 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 actually would be insane no I but then but yeah. then it kind of goes like oh, that's not really realistic and but you know Ghost is Ghost so we'll we'll, we'll make an exception. I'll, I'll tell you something. So, yeah, we'll make an exception there. Something people are confused about is that flashback mission with the Verdant Stadium, where One for One initially apprehends Makarov. Shepard's, you know, on that mission with them. That's how Makarov gets sent to the prison initially. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, sent to the Gulag. People are confused, like, oh, how did Price, Soap, and Ghost know each other when in Modern Warfare 19's post launch they didn't kind of meet till like season two, season six? Well. The thing is, that's why that that's the flaw with Modern Warfare 19's campaign is that it tells a standalone story, essentially primarily focusing on Farah, Alex, Price, and Gaz are just there with Laszlo, whatever, and then that game ends with Price saying, "I've been on old missions before with these fellas. Here's the task force I want to go on to the next thing." He knew Ghost and Soap already. He already knew all of them. So that that that's that's something to just point out real quickly. But it's cool how in that mission, in the Verdansk one, Makarov's just like. He just knows everybody's name. So I'm like, you could still do more flashback wise with Makarov later. 
you know, even though he read the dossier or whatever, he knows all these people. Ghost is wearing his classic outfit in this mission. It was such a cool mission, dude. Like, just getting more of that. So I wouldn't be shocked if yeah, in the next campaign we get a soap flashback where you see him in more missions, too, because of the past. Something interesting that not a lot of people have talked about, and I'm going to put a tweet about this, is that from the PC trailer to the official launch, the Verdant Stadium went from 2017 to 2019. They changed the date in which that mission mm. happened, the flashback mission. Um, because there was a banner on the stadium that says 2019 in the campaign, yeah. but in the PC launch trailer it said 2017. So interesting, interesting. They changed, they changed some dates there. They changed some years. Don't know what that means. Maybe they wanted to be it, make it more closer to uh, Modern Warfare 2019 story, um, and maybe the and the Warzone story, whatever. But yeah interesting interesting uh detail i picked up on that a lot of people uh have missed i think it also confirms macro was not the banker in spec ops model for 19 either i think we've they, they've, they've ruled that out i mean it's reused asset it's reused it reused asset yeah that we talked about before but either way you know i i loved your point about the fact that if modern warfare 3's campaign was a dlc for modern warfare 2 soap would have died essentially in the same game that that that's something that i don't think would have been received well at all but overall right something that it, it, it's amusing at this point because it, now it's like feeding the trolls a little bit more as of right now on what was today's day november 3rd modern warfare 3 does not have a platinum trophy on ps5 it does on ps4 but for some reason on ps5 mw3 is recognized as a dlc to modern warfare 2 because of the cod hq client so what do you think that did is it fed the trolls the idea that yeah oh this is proof it's a dlc it was never going to be its own game you're paying 70 bucks for overpriced whatever and like you said earlier either way no matter how much this would have cost people would have bought it anyway so let's, let's just point that out but yeah, like like you like most people in the chat that are talking shit uh campaign bad 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 guess what you still bought it and you're still gonna <laughs> play it for the next like yeah 12 months until the next one gets marketed so I don't know. I, I don't. You can you can say it's bad all you want. They still got your seventy dollars. You still played through the entirety of the campaign, and now you're watching Call of Duty content. I'm discussing it. Who, yeah, like I, who's losing? No, who's but, losing in that situation? <laughs> well, the, the, what? And I saw a tweet about this uh, from uh, quite a few folks. Now, what is going to be the narrative next year when Black Ops Twenty Twenty Four again launches in the COD HQ client? And and I'll make this very clear. I'm not I'm not defending the counterintuitive elements of the COD HQ uh, client. I think. The conception and the idea of COD HQ is something we've actually all been asking for for years. The execution of it, however, gets a little fuzzy. It gets a little sticky. So if they could just improve on how COD HQ works later so that all CODs launch in the same application and it's explained better and presented better with, with, the, with the interface, then I think that'll be, that'll be beneficial. But Black Ops 2024 is also going to launch in the COD HQ client. Will that also be called DLC because of the data packs? Like, I, I don't... What is the narrative going to be next year? I just... I would love to know. But... Here's the thing, with the full launch of the game next week, we'll know if the game's going to have a Platinum Trophy on PS5. It's not a big deal because there is no Platinum on Steam, Battle.net, Xbox. Only It's only a Sony thing. But if it exists on PS4, I'm sure it'll be on PS5 later. I just Platinum Mono for 2 yesterday before the new campaign dropped. I love collecting those things. But I just it's just frustrating that, oh, that's more material for the trolls to be like, oh, see, I got you. I, I told you it was a DLC. Stop, stop being a show and defending it. It's like, dude... I just, I don't see, we talked about this before, I don't see how this could have even possibly been received remotely close to good if it was an expansion that you paid for. I I, I don't see how this would have been received well at all. Like imagine, as, as its own game. And, yeah. Imagine, imagine a world where everything we're getting, the, the maps, the campaign, the zombies, imagine everything we were getting 
um, was just placed into the current style of Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer. Like everyone would have been no, that, 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 that would have been gone. Yeah. Everyone would have gone batshit crazy over that. Um, you know, considering everyone doesn't really like the Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer currently. So, what would you rather have? Would you rather it actually be a DLC? Because apparently, all these people wanted to be a DLC so bad. They they, <laughs> they never saw mentioning it. DLC, DLC, DLC. Okay, let's make it a DLC. You're playing Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer for the next year. That's it. But also. but see, when you say that, that just says these people generally love Modern Warfare 2. Then, and if you do, that's fine. Because I like the base game. I like the I like the foundation of Modern Warfare 2. I I've, I you know, funny enough, I'm not trying to get sidetracked, but I had a goal that I've talked about before, and I just started going for camos about a month and a half ago. I literally told myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for polyatomic and the weapons that I know I'm gonna bring and use in Modern Warfare 3. I'm not really, I, I like Polly more than Orion. I think the Ghoulie camo from the Haunting looks better than Orion. So whatever. But then I was, I was burning through weapons and I got like 15 Polly's done in like an hour and a half. And I'm like, I'm just going to get Orion. I'm just going to do them all. And, I'm, and I have until Thursday to do it. I'm just going to do it. I like the game enough to do that. I do. It's my opinion. But when people are obsessed with the idea that, oh, number three is a DLC, you must like Mono Over 2 that much then. Because that, is that what you want it to be? Is that like, I, I don't get, I don't get that, that narrative at all. It's ridiculous. But people obsessed with that, I, I wonder what they're going to be saying about the next Black Ops. But, you know, to look at the ending of the game that we got, um, gen genuinely speaking, I think it sets up such rich opportunity for the future. And whether that means seasonal story, whether that means a spinoff, a ghost game, a Mono Over 4, whatever that means. I'm really excited about where this can go. Um, what what do you think though is the next step for the modern warfare story? It, it it didn't end with this game. I know there was a leak from like Ralph last year that completely was just false. He was saying that it was the story ended here. There's no way. Um, where do you think we go next with this? How do you how do you, how do you what do you think about the narrative of modern warfare right now? The first thing that I thought is is kind of giving this like uh, sort of like a like a vanguard s campaign except for ghost. Um, I think that's the next logical thing. Um, like, you know, a lot of flashbacks, maybe an origin, um, you know, to, to hype people back up for the, the big narrative to pick up again, um, in the next installment. But I, I really don't see them going to like modern warfare four next. You know what I mean? Fair. Um, fair. I see them, I see them going to wait out as long as possible to, you know, to kind of garner that hype again, kind of almost like garner that hype that they did like with the original modern warfare 2019 um because it was like oh modern warfare hasn't been back in eight years and this this and that crazy stuff like modern warfare is back i think they're gonna try and like almost try and redo that in a sense where you know you're gonna be waiting like two three years to get uh you know the the continuation of that story and to build up hype again so um, Fair. The, 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 to, to sort of you know hold people over here's a ghost solo story because, you know, everyone loves ghosts, like, you know. Oh, yeah. No one, no, no one for, hates ghosts. For sure. Um, for sure. So that I, I, that's, what, that's what I see next going. I, and, then, and then, obviously, they pick up in MW4 with the narrative that we saw in MW3. But, um, yeah, I really don't see them, um, you know, wanting to continue this as fast as possible. Especially after getting two MW MW games back to back, right, right, like, back to back. They don't want to get that fatigue, that that uh, MW fatigue. So. Which, yeah, I I think I think uh, it it is best to hold off. I think on the narrative. I th I think you know what? There, there's an opportunity that we can't ever see again, or at least for a while, with the seasonal structure this year which is using each season to celebrate an older cod title to go along with 20 year anniversary that's a perfect opportunity they're not going to have again for a while might as well do that now and just wait on, on, on narrative i think i think There's that's no I think it's brilliant that's brilliant with all, with, with all the with all the rumors and, and leaks we have like it it's gonna happen 
I, yeah. um, I don't and think, I'm, I'm I don't down. Think, I'm down for it. I'm I don't down. think the seasonal story is going to progress anything past what we saw um, in the MW3 campaign. I think I'm just going to leave it that where it's at. Um, so you come back with a fresh slate, bang. You know? Yeah, no, I, I think I think um, I think that's that, that's probably the best bet. I, I think that's the best bet right now. But um, it would be so cool. Someone just pointed out in chat. Imagine if they do a COD Ghost season and have like, and they bring those uh, Ghost Team skins from ooh, the campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle yeah. Pass. Yeah. Ooh. That would get that would get received well. That would get received really well. I, <laughs> I, I, all, I, those, all those Ghost Team skins from campaign. Oh my god, that'd be so sick. Yeah, I would absolutely love that. You gave me some feedback too on on my video I posted last night. The uh, the ending explained video is a much different style video that. Uh, I put together, and you know, I I always love covering stories as much as I can. But I'm like, let's do something a bit different. Let's do like a, a sit down here in the pod room, talk about the ending, show the clips on screen. And I was really happy with how that turned out. It was a very fun edit. I definitely want to do more videos like that uh, in the future for you know narrative of other you know either campaigns, zombies, whatever the case is. Um, I, th I think it was it was a pretty pretty cohesive breakdown of the ending, post credit, and kind of the consequences that we'll probably be yeah. following up on later. But uh, yeah, with with all that in mind, though. Um, with the ending that we got, you know, let's let's let, let's first compare the soap deaths. Um, what are your thoughts, people saying that you know soap's death, you know, meant more and was more emotional in Modern Warfare three twenty eleven? Uh, how, how do you how do you feel about that comparison? I haven't seen that well, a lot I in mean, some of the comments. It, it all goes back to what we said before. You know, like soap's death was very was very cinematic. It was very my dying breaths. You know, told yeah yeah told Price that Yuri knows Makarov. Or Makarov knows Yuri, whatever, whatever the way it, it was, um, you know. That's what, that's what we're explaining. It's just, it's just cinematic versus, uh, you know, with realism in that sense. Um, I think both deaths were, I think both deaths were deaths were good. You know, I like cinematic deaths. I like the realistic deaths. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, obviously, something that just happened is going to be received a lot poorly than something that people have been thinking about for, for like a years. decade <laughs> yeah. so, well, people people regret people regret the soap didn't win that uh that skin in in, in faction showdown from season five now because they, 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 they should just bring that in like it, they should just bring that in as like a free reward honestly that should have been the the campaign final mission reward i i don't know i don't know what it is with these mission rewards and it's like yeah let's give you random operators and and uh and cosmetics that don't even connect to the mission you did um yeah, yeah that is it's kind of disconnected know. there yeah, I mean, obviously, you get the soapy emblem for completing the the final mission, but um, yeah, you know, I said this last year after the MW2 campaign. I think something really cool narratively they could have done with the reboot is that you basically have like you have like factions of 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 characters inside of one four one. You have Gaz and Price; they're like a duo, and you have Ghost and Soap, and they're a duo. Um, I think it would have been like really cool to sort of build toward like the mentors dying. You have price and ghost mm, dying. Right. And then you have like the young guns have to work together and like, you know, build and, and, you know, uh, be their own leaders, uh, in a sense, be their own mentors. And, uh, I think that would be really cool narratively. I also think something cool narratively been if price died in MW three, and then you can have this really cool storyline where it's like captain ghost storyline, new leader of one, four, one, like, I, there, there's there's a lot of other ways that he could have done that um but clearly they 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 feel that price is, is still the man they want to keep him around so um yeah no i i i get that i i get that i think overall you don't need to kill off these characters but if i really had to pick i would say keep ghost around i think there's so much potential 100%. with this character that that that, that you could explore 
in the future. I, I don't see a reason to ever kill Ghost off again. Um, but with, you know, I could totally see them doing like a noble sacrifice for Price. Though I don't see his death being abrupt. I see them doing a noble sacrifice for him um, at, at some point in the next game. But I, I, I'm very curious where they go with that. Now, something I want to jump into. Let's talk open combat. <laughs> open combat missions aren't exactly a new concept for Call of Duty campaigns. Somebody put in chat earlier, they Cold Wars kind of open combat. Yeah, like Desperate Measures. Those open combat-esque missions were done better in that game, the Modern Warfare 3. You know, I saw some criticism like, oh, Modern Warfare 3's open combat. Breaking the wall. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, breaking the wall. I I saw people saying, you know, Modern Warfare 3's open combat missions just feel like glorified Spec Ops ones or like extra raids or like you're playing Warzone in single player. It doesn't really feel like it's a classic COD experience. Well, let me point out that several campaigns in the past, even including the Modern Warfare 2 on last year, have incorporated exclusive gameplay elements that we don't see in some of the linear, that we don't see in traditional campaigns. You know, stuff like armor satchels, plates, you know, pieces of equipment and weaponry that you don't exactly have in your your average campaign. So it wasn't out of the ordinary to see Warzone-like elements in this campaign. I guess you could say the vehicles and the score streaks were a bit different, but it wasn't out of the blue to see stuff like that is my point. Now, the open combat missions, I would argue there was maybe one or two too many. I, I, I would have preferred if maybe there was, again, maybe one or two less uh, open combat ones in exchange for maybe another Makarov focused mission or a mission that focuses on maybe let's say Alejandro Valeria. How do you, uh, any initial thoughts on, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get that in a second. You might need to reiterate the question, but I'm just reading this. I'm just reading this, uh, comment and said they put else, they put, uh, Valeria in prison and then Alejandro, uh, is still hunting her, but they did nothing uh, about Makarov when he escaped the gulag. No one, no one is hunting him. Um, that's, did, that's... Did, did we did we play the same campaign the entire campaign the first cutscene we see of uh once makarov escapes is one for one like one for one's gonna go do another mission they get they get a radio call from laswell um and it's like makarov's out and they're like turn this thing around we gotta go like we gotta go somewhere else turn this shit around um then they went to the uh the, the reactor after that i believe um because you had the, the open combat mission with um with Farah, but then you had 141 go to the reactor and check out what's going on with the gas with Makarov. So yeah, people were haunting him right from the moment or people were hunting him right from the moment he escaped. Um but anyway, um reiterate the the question you said again. Well with open combat, right? Do, okay, you, yeah, yeah. do you do you think there's maybe one too many? And did you like the gameplay elements of them? Did you think they were kind of like, you know, last minute scrap together missions? Were were they were they too close to home for like as if they were DMZ faction ones or were they like raids? I mean, how how, how do you feel about open combat in uh so in in this game? The only the only open combat mission I really didn't feel should have been labeled as an open combat mission was the high rise one. Um with the one with your gaz, soul. with with oh your gas your gas your your gas and you you uh take nolan like that's that's the mission the high rise mission um you take nolan on the sky hook really didn't feel like that needed to be uh an open combat mission that was the that was the only open combat mission i kind of just ran through um because you know i just i just didn't really feel like it needed to be one i feel like i feel like everyone's Everyone's issue with open combat missions, like, oh, they're boring, they're this, they're that. Um, which you got to understand that these open combat missions aren't meant to be played once. They aren't meant to be run, ran through into the objective. You're not meant to run through them to the objective. Um, you're meant to, you know, check your surroundings. You're meant to, you know, uh, 
play more stealthy, even though the stealthy is kind of broken. I, I don't really like the stealth and and in the Call of Duty games. But here's the thing: I think if they just like like the alone mission was was absolutely beautiful with Soap and MW two. Um, one of the best missions that, of all time, I think, in any COD mm, campaign. That's, that's easily mm, one of the best. That that mission was like a linear cinematic open combat mission. There were multiple things that you had to go and explore, pick up. You can choose the loot. You can choose the loot and, you know, and, and build more smoke bombs or whatever. Um, the open combat missions were too short or they're too short, let's be honest. Um, they, they're only as short as you as you make them. Um, you can run to every single objective and complete the mission under eight minutes, sure. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, they're, those open combat missions are as long as you as you want, to be, and that's the beauty of it. If you want to take in the scenery and you want to explore 100 of the map and you want to get the best guns, you know, uh -huh. you can do that, or you can run to objective objective and then say it's short um, when you purposely played like that, which is which is fine because um, those are the those, those are the beauty of the missions. You get to play how you want to play. Um, you, you know what would have been perfect, man, is if they did something similar to Cold War, where the open combat missions were optional side missions, and in this case, could have been made co-op to almost serve as the spec ops of this game, since this Modern Warfare doesn't have spec ops, one of the only Modern Warfare games not to have spec ops. Um, you could have done that. So maybe you had 14 traditional linear campaign missions, and then... There are things referenced in some of the missions that could only be understood if you go through the narrative and gameplay of these optional side open combat ones. And then maybe, you know, you said you could run through the, the main objectives in like, you know, 10 minutes, but maybe aside from the main objective and aside from the random looting you could do and the exploration, you also could have side missions within these open combat ones with even more to do. Because I know there's achievements, you know, for the game where you have to go find all the, you know, all the weapons and open all the chests and blah, 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 blah. Yep. But if you would have just gave these a little bit more depth, I love the concept. It's again, one of these things that, that I talked about a lot with the Call of Duty franchise is there's these really brilliant concepts that get brought to life, but aren't executed in the way that I think they should have been. There's so much more potential with some of these concepts. They don't get enough time to get fleshed out. Therefore, you may get half-baked concepts. You might get things that kind of get introduced, don't get enough time to cook, don't get enough time to get, you know, uh, proper support, and then they just get canceled, and you never see these concepts again. It's sad to see that. So I doubt we'll see open combat missions again in any campaign in the future, unless um. in the next Black Ops we get what we saw with Colder, which is those optional side missions that further the narrative a little bit, but aren't mandatory, right? Um, I just think there might have been one too many in this game, but I like where they were going with it. I, I'm not somebody that's like, oh, it was too similar to Warzone or Spec Ops. That's weird criticism, in my opinion. You know, you're entitled to your to, to your thoughts, but I just think that's like almost the wrong criticism to give. I think the criticism should be more towards the content within the mission, not necessarily the gameplay, <laughs> if, that, if, that, if that makes sense. Uh, it should be more more so, you know, give more to do, right? That, that's the way I would put it. Yeah, open open combat stuff. I feel um, like there's even, there's even more of them. I'm telling them to come to think of it, like the side, some of the side missions in Cold War, um, like the one snowy one that you play on the on the one ground war map on Crossroads. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, where you have to kill the like the officers, or whatever. Com that's complete open combat as well. Super cool. Um, so this concept is not like a new. It's not really a new concept, but. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of the open combat missions. You had the port one, you had the reactor one, you had high rise, you had the oligarch, uh, oligarch one, the, the the private island one with soap, and then the fifth one, which was the the Gora Dam one. Um, 
I think the high rise one probably could have been taken out for in place for a cinematic mission. I think that mission would have played a lot better as a, uh, a cinematic linear mission. Um, uh, the port one, the port one's like an introduction. So like, I'll leave, I'll leave it. Uh, it's like an introduction to combat. Yeah. Well, with Farah. Yeah. 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 The, the reactor one's fun. The Gora Dam one's fun. And I feel like the, the, um, the private Island one with Molina is like, you just need to fix stealth. And that one would be a lot better because the stealth is just broken and you can't like make any plays. Which is stealth. Yeah. That's, that's the funny thing is, you know, uh, while streaming yesterday, obviously I had no camera or commentary during the stream. Cause I wanted to, I wanted the raw recordings of each mission people. I mean, I don't know if people were taking things too seriously because people were absolutely, you know, bashing me and even other creators who may have died in some of the stealth missions. Yeah, mistakes were made. It's a fir- it's a first time playthrough, so you're learning as you go. Obviously, sometimes I don't. You know, there could there may have been times where they said something in the game and I didn't hear it because I'm looking at chat or I was making sure the recording was going well or whatever, and I missed something. But some of the stealth mechanics were definitely broken. There was times I wasn't even moving or even visible, and I still got caught. Uh, and I was glad to know that I wasn't the only creator that experienced this. There was definitely other people out there that were like laughing at specifically the Laswell mission where you have to go in stealthy and go talk to Yuri. Um, th- I don't know why people were so upset. I'm like, oh, you know, let's have a death counter. Let's make fun. It's like, it, what? I, I don't get what you accomplished with that. I just thought people took that way too serious as if people were experts on the missions themselves. Did you watch leaked gameplay maybe from the day before that you knew exactly <laughs> what to do? Or were you just, you know, OCD where you want to do think, it perfectly? It's like, I don't I don't get what what that was about. That was just crazy. I, th- I think it's cool. I think it's cool that that mission had uh, DMZ disguise mechanics. Uh, I think that was really cool. But yeah um yeah so someone said in chat the dam was literally defuse three bombs extract that's it i mean i mean you could you could water down any campaign mission to dummy terms um doesn't make it doesn't make it bad um i mean you could say you can say the snow tundra one is just wa- run through forest kill enemies and extract on a helicopter well like, i also you, you, saw- can dumb, you can dumb down any single you know <laughs> campaign mission to that yeah um, but yeah. but the thing the thing about the open combat mission is like i had a, I had a blast in the Gordam one because like i parachuted down on a rooftop i took a flammable gas canister i threw it in the middle of a street and then i wait for a car to drive by and i shot it exploding the car and killing all the people around it like there's a there's a really cool gameplay loop with these open combat missions that a lot of people will never experience because they're just speed running they're just speed running it these missions are short i'm speed running it. i'm just diffusing the bombs instantly I'm not really taking away taking in my surroundings, looking for, you know, I'm not trying to use bottles to to uh distract people. Yeah. Like a certain way. Like, yeah, to use some bottles around the environment. You know, the, there's they give you all these things in the environment to kind of do these things. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, it is just diffusing three bombs, but the way you go about that is the is the beauty of it. Um, so made a good point too that BO2 even had similar missions like that where you have more freedom and you have more options you can kind of go you know go to certain objectives that you know as you please and right and and the the thing though is that with let's say stealth in in this game I did see some comments while I was streaming like oh DK speedrunning he's not enjoying the campaign it's like I don't I don't I, I also don't understand that because I thought I was moving at a pretty reasonable pace um at a pretty reasonable pace that I thought was appropriate for the for the direction of whatever mission that was i wasn't i was trying to immerse myself and enjoy but the campaign generally wasn't that long which isn't a big deal but um to go back to you know open combat i think if you're if you're not going for the achievements which require you to play the missions differently i could see people not wanting to go back and replay them but that's not to say that there isn't 
variety in those missions. There are cool things you can experiment with and do, which give the missions replayability. But I don't think that concept had enough time to cook. And it leads me to a good point here. Were those missions put in there to prolong the campaign because they only had enough time to come up with eight or nine traditional linear missions? They needed something to kind of act as quote unquote filler so that more cinematics could be provided, more narrative could be explored. Maybe that's what happened with the short development time that this experience or this whole game had. Maybe that's why these missions were put in there to begin with. I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case i really wouldn't be shocked if that was the case because you can't really have a campaign with just nine missions right like that's even though we said earlier oh it doesn't matter how long it is as long as it's good you still want to have at least over 10 missions you don't want to have just eight or nine so i get why maybe these were put in place and better than nothing i mean it was something it, it, it was definitely it's the shortest mw game of, of the new trilogy but uh they have their purpose they certainly do um but i think overall with open combat uh People were calling it all oh, just a beta for the Verdansk remake. So we'll bring up that real quickly. We just talked about Gorodam. With the fact that we have Verdansk in two missions in this game, do you think that's confirmation Verdansk is coming back, especially considering the current well, three, climate? Three missions. Three missions. Or, or three missions, yeah. Do you think that that's confirmation that we will see Verdansk back in Warzone because of the current climate as well with like Fortnite bringing back its original map? Do you think that's setting up the foundation for that? Or do you think it was just all coincidental that narratively they wanted to go there? What, 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 what would you say about Verdansk and uh, yeah, you Model know, 3? Since every other... Um game company has copied Fortnite since it's uh you know massive like the like battle pass weekly updates seasonal seasonal structure like all of that is copied from Fortnite so i you know i don't see why game companies would ignore um Fortnite having the largest player count it's had in its history by bringing back the the its original map which i only think a few games can actually do this um not every battle royale can do this cuz Fortnite's obviously special um, I don't think I don't think if Apex brings back the original map. I don't even know if Apex still has the original map. I don't even know anything. I, about. I actually I have no like, idea. I like I, yeah, I feel like I feel like a new large map gets added to that game every week. Like I don't even know <laughs> can't you keep up with Apex game. anymore. It's too much content. Um, it's actually too much content. Well, it, it's not. It's not even too much. It's just like it's just boring. I don't know. Um, but like I don't feel like Apex can do that. I feel like the only other BR that can bring back a map and, and bring back a massive resurgence of players is, is Verdansk. Um, even though I don't really agree with that, I never thought I never thought Verdansk was good. I don't really want it to come back. Um, I'm more excited for something like Urzikstan or to see what Treyarch does next. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we're already seeing that we're already seeing this starting with, with Rebirth Island and Fortune's Keep being confirmed coming back. Like the 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 nostalgia train is real right now in gaming, which I'm kind of sad about because like you know, it just it just hurts potential new ideas, and you know it it makes dev studios think they can never create anything good again, um, which isn't necessarily it's the not case true, at all. right? Right. Like you know, Black Ops Cold War is a, is like a perfect example of that, um, where like like Black Ops Cold War, 10, 15 years t- down the line is going to be like is going to be looked at in the same regards as Black Ops One. Um, oh, easily, easily. I, yeah, it's I, just like it's such a and it's such a solid and original entry into the title multiplayer zombies and campaign wise it's like that that game is just too op oh yeah it's just way too op yeah i I, i'm not opposed to verdance coming back i think to go along with that 20 year anniversary celebration that model for three is probably going to focus off focus on the post launch they're probably going to bring it back there's new rumors coming up like every other week about that you know people saying oh around the grapevine i heard about verdance i heard this a lot of people have talked about this think about the fortnite the fortnite og map is that this isn't a permanent thing this is lasting like a month or two max and then they're start then they're going back to the regular regular scheduled programming um okay that is 
that is if you know epic that's that's the plan right now i i, I believe um that is if epic decide like you know what we're just gonna we're gonna keep the og map there untouched <laughs> for everybody but we're also but we're gonna continue the narrative in chapter five um okay which I, maybe that's what they're gonna do um, can Warzone can Warzone be doing it in reverse, right? December sixth or fifth, whatever day season one comes out, you get Urzikstan. A couple months later in March, you get Verdansk back, and then just keep both, keep both at once, maybe. Or because because that that was the I mean, issue I brought up a long time ago on a different podcast that we did. I was like, look, you bring Verdansk back, cool, that's fine. I'm I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying oh, it's the worst thing ever. Bring it back. I want to see how that map plays with the Mono Warfare 3 moving overall we're about to get. And I think that makes me more excited for Rebirth and Fortune's Keep to come back. We're going to have that Mono Warfare 3 style gameplay and the new weapons and all that. That's cool. But how does that affect Urzikstan? The people out there just stop playing that map to where they're like, oh yeah, that's just a map that gets wasted, right? Nobody's going to play it anymore. And then how do you eventually remove Verdansk again? Could you even do it? Probably when Black Ops gets yeah. integrated in 2020, late 2024, you know, they're going to have a Treyarch Warzone map. You know, that's already confirmed according to uh, job listings at Treyarch, you know, they're working on a Warzone map that'll probably be used for that game's outbreak or whatever the hell they want to do. Is that the point where you're like, all right, now let's get rid of Verdansk? But it, it's like, then does that cause a problem? Like, we're going to see it with Fortnite really soon. If it's meant to be a temporary add-on for a month, and then they it announce, is, hey, yeah. guys, we're going to remove it next week. What if they see the highest player numbers they've seen in years? Mm-hmm. Would shareholders be okay with the studio getting let's rid of that map then? Yeah, let's purposely remove this. And harm the and, and harm the influx that we just received as a result of bringing this map back. Like I, that's the problem I'm looking at here. Is like, what do you do? <laughs> what, what what do you do from that point when the maps? An, inter- success- an interesting, yeah. an interesting thing that that uh, I don't even know. The battle pass for this uh, specific season of the Fortnite OG is a merge of previous skins together, and it only has fifty mm. tiers. So it's only a, fifty. It's a, mini, it's a mini battle pass. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not even a season. It's, it's a mini season. A, it's like a reloaded. It's, a, it's not even marketed <laughs> as a season. And all of its marketing is Fortnite OG. That's it. Um, so it's like, it's definitely Inter- interesting as a, as a, as a limited time thing. Um, but yeah, like you say, like you see, you see 5 million concurrent players on, on, on a game at one time. Um, the highest it's ever been uh, for Fortnite ever. Um, how are you going to just look at that and be like, okay, we're going to go back to what it was before at like 1.2 million. Um, yeah, th- that, that's what I'm saying. And, and which the is thing still it, good. 1.2 million still good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't want Warzone or Call of Duty in general to fail. Like if, if for dance coming back means a higher player base, more interest in the community, a healthier and more positive, you know, Call of Duty scene. So be it. Keep it in that. I'm not saying like I don't want that to happen. I'm not saying I don't want Call of Duty Warzone to be successful. I don't want to. I'm not saying I don't want to see a happy, healthy player base. I'm just pointing out potential flaws with doing so, like some consequences after that, right? Um, but then again, even if Verdansk comes out and like shits on Urzikstan, and then people are like, oh, we're not playing Urzikstan anymore. Urzikstan is still the main map for Modern Warfare Three Zombies, so there's purpose for the map right there. <laughs> what were you going to say? The, 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 the interesting thing about the Fortnite OG map is that I think, like, I know for me, for example, but you never really, like, the, the, the OG map never had this controversy around it where, like, people didn't like it while it was out, and, like, like it was universally loved by everybody. Like, everyone liked the OG map. But I feel like if, if you bring Verdance back, Verdance back, there's going to be some people that are like, this isn't as good as I remember. This was never as good as I thought it was. And then the returning people are like, 
uh, who already knew it wasn't good. It's like, yeah, we told you so. Verdansk was never like this crazy godsend map. Right, um, right. And, yeah, and yeah, maybe, maybe it becomes a godsend with the movement overhaul. Like I said this before, I already liked Rebirth and Fortunes a lot. I mean, I loved Rebirth maybe even more in Blackout because it was Alcatraz and had the whole zombies theme. I love that too. But Rebirth was good. I just, I think during the Vanguard cycle, I got way too fucking sweaty and it was just unbearable to a certain extent. But there were still great updates the guy added to Rebirth. But th the maps are going to play differently with the MW3 movement. Maybe Verdance comes out with this overhaul and we're like, holy fuck, dude, this is better than it ever was. But you brought something up that I thought was also brilliant last night. I'm glad I took notes on this because we talk about so much shit off stream that I'm like, do we got to save this for a podcast that we're going to forget? You brought this up. You're like, I'm just, I'm just yapping. And then yeah, you're just right now. Yeah, yep, like, Yappington City, bro. Yeah, Yappington City is the, the new name of the podcast, man. But I, I wrote this down. You said, and I quote, could the negative reception around campaign lead to a ripple effect where multiplayer slowly gets negatively received? after the honeymoon phase is over we already know zombies is going to get negatively received we i just we could already foresee it even though i'm excited for it i can't wait to cover it and play it i just could already sense the whole the stench of outbreak and, and dmz and, and like and, and and the negativity from certain people that only like round based and can't move on from 2015 do you think now do you still stand by that that maybe there could be a ripple effect where overall this becomes a black ops 4 where people out there are just like the whole package as a whole is flawed like do, do, do you think we can, we can get to that See, I well, let's say, let's say, I mean, I, I, I think the Modern Warfare 3 campaign is good. Um, but let's say it was like the best campaign of all time. Would that, would that would really change? Like, people aren't going to be thinking about it in like a week or two anyway. Most of the people aren't going to be thinking about it anyway because the game's going to drop. They're going to play zombies, you're going to play multiplayer. Like, uh -huh. um, yeah. so I think it's just like people are just bored right now, just waiting for the game. They're just like just talking shit to talk shit. Um, sure, about the sure. campaign, sure. But yeah, the the ripple effect, you know, especially with the blog post we got today about no, like weapon tuning being completely oh, God. removed. Um, like there, there's not like an argument I can even make for people hating on the multiplayer this year. It, we've gotten everything we've wanted, every change, every movement change, every Modern Warfare Two change, red dots on mini map, everything you could possibly want is inside this multiplayer. The high TTK um and now no weapon tuning which is insane people you know people on twitter didn't want that so they took it out um there's not really i can't even think of one argument where people where multiplayer can be um where multiplayer can be kind of controversial this year not one i can I, think yeah. of a billion for zombies though um, sure. Not that I think. Sure. Not that I. Not that I think. Uh, not that I think personally, zombies will be bad. I mean, I like DMZ. I like Outbreak. I'm probably gonna have a blast on MWZ. Um, but I can definitely see a lot more controversy coming out of that than multiplayer and and, and campaign. Um, even though I thought campaign was gonna be generally well received, considering you know it's just you know it's a campaign, right? Um, but apparently, everyone's like the biggest campaign expert this year. Um, which is funny to see, but, uh, yeah. So the, everyone's yeah, the biggest, see, everyone's the biggest expert. <laughs> I, I can see, I can see, yeah. I can see multiplayer having zero controversy because there's legit no argument to complain about anything. Multiplayer is getting everything we want. Um, zombies is the, is the black, it's going to be the black ops four, uh, situation there. Uh, it's fair it's different than it's different than anything we've ever gotten. It's DMZ focused, no round based. For the you time know, being, I for, for the yeah, I mean, just wait a year, but I mean, yeah, here's the thing, too, right? Speaking of controversy, you just reminded me, isn't it crazy how Mono for three has essentially two no Russians? Isn't that like you have yeah. the no Russian on, on the plane sequence? Which I'm surprised 
with how far they went with that. I figured, you know, in today's climate, it might have been too uh, sensitive to do something like that. But they, they, they did the Nuno Russian in a very interesting way. Um, then we have another one, essentially, which is the flashback in Verdant Stadium with that with that attack. That, that was mm-hmm. brutal. I mean, we saw we saw two different controversial events in this game. Um, and, and I'm happy with the hand, how they handled it. I, I really am. I, I think it was done. It was done pretty well. It sets up Makarov as like the antagonist. You you mentioned in a tweet too that like Modern Warfare, the new trilogy, doesn't really have like a main antagonist. They all die. They're all injured. They all, dead. Right, and and I and I think that that's a flaw. Where I think if if Modern Warfare nineteen or even Modern Warfare two last year had set up Makarov a bit more, it might have been earned to maybe off him in this game, but. The way that they handled Makarov in this game, I think it sets up, you know, good sequel and spinoff potential. They they have really good casting for him. You know, they have an actor who's really passionate about it. There's so much they can do with him that they didn't do in the original trilogy. Um, I'm happy they, they didn't get rid of him in this game. I wouldn't. Have, I don't think I would have wanted that. It's funny. I almost feel like Modern Warfare Two doesn't get a satisfying ending compared to Modern Warfare Three, which is like, because because think about it. Um, you know you. You you kill Graves, um, you stop the missile uh, from in Chicago from Hassan, um, and then Shepard is just like gone, and then you get a cliffhanger with Makarov. Like that to me feels more unfulfilling than like you know having having a, the the asshole character get shot in the face, and you know having a villain get <laughs> yeah and having a villain yeah. like get away and and be present and like having like a consistent. Um, villain going forward that feels a lot more fulfilling than you know just kind of being left with the cliffhanger um and then just like shepherd just gone and doing whatever and getting seemingly getting away with what he just did in the mw2 campaign um yeah and and, and right, right it goes both ways like you can there's arguments for both sides of that it, there are arguments for both sides of that and i and you know i this is a big piece of criticism that, that has gone around everywhere saying that MW19, MW2, those campaigns and endings. Mono for three didn't have an ending, but it's like MW3, if you're arguing its only purpose is to sell future games, like isn't that every game all the time? Like, like, like what is I don't really get like if wow. anything, Twitter, modern Twitter Twitter user finds out that people make games to have it more <laughs> have it successful well, enough so they make more. But but mono, but like you just said, mono for two's ending, it sets up Shepard's betrayal and disappearance. Graves like dies, you don't see a body, you're like, oh. And then it leaves you, and then it leaves you with a cliffhanger. You, like, well, like, uh, like, do you remember? Do you remember the discourse around Graves' death last year? Yeah, no one, it was, no one, no one liked that. Everyone said it was anticlimactic, everyone said it was trash. Like you do, yeah. What, we're, what they're talking about, yeah, and and, and the the thing with was good, but didn't have a satisfying ending. I'll, I'll tell you what, too, man. I am a good. massive fan because I obviously born and raised in Chicago. I'm biased. I am a okay. massive fan of that mission in Modern Warfare Two. I love that they brought it in multiplayer. I loved all the Chicago elements in Modern Warfare Two. I still felt like that ending was just odd. I, I, I love that game story. I, re- I genuinely love Modern Warfare 2 story, gameplay wise, campaign, everything. But I felt like it was kind of random. Valeria is just like, oh, Chicago. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it was like, so we random. Played, yeah. We played the entire campaign in the Middle in, East like, and Mexico and shit. It's like, in, what the fuck? What was Chicago? Yeah. In, Me- in Mexico and Las Almas and. Uh- yeah. And, yeah, and and Almazra, and then the last mission is like, oh, Chicago. by the way, you're you're going you're going to you're going to American soil. Like, no, I, I, no, I love it. On, by the way, we've never played on, and I love it. I love that they did that. I'm a big fan oh, of yeah, that. But good. but I'm just like, what the fuck? And it's like it was just so random. But then people saying the Model for Three doesn't have you know a definitive ending. It's like, well, so much was was 
explored and concluded that MW2 and its post-launch setup, there are things that weren't. And then this game also sets up a big antagonist and sets up future narrative and it teases things. It, I think it, it has a good balance of that. Um, something that I brought up, uh, I think in my video last night and something you know on, on stream yesterday is that since the MW trilogy right now is behind pacing-wise from the OG one, we have yet to see, if they're going to do this, an actual World War III consequences of Makarov or some other enemies' actions that lead to actual battles and destruction on American soil, I can guarantee we'll get that in this Modern Warfare reboot, and it'll That'll probably be... be, be I nice. swear we're going to get to that, but they're saving it for the next game. I, 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 I feel like that's the, that's the next logical step. That's how you bring in Sandman. That's how you do something with Roach. That's how you do a Joseph Allen plot. You do some White House shit. You do some crazy stuff that follow similar beats of the old trilogy i think we'll get that next i think that's where it's going See, so someone put in chat i think we needed a better cliffhanger than what we got did it what is a cliffhanger of what we got though you have you have yeah. soap's funeral and you have uh shepherd getting shot in the face the, the only open end there is Macrob getting away which people would have been pissed about if if they killed him because imagine if he if he got if he got killed even so. if you had two, three more missions with them, I still think it's not earned to kill them in the same game. I feel like if he was introduced in the last game instead of Hamas, or I'm oh my god, dude, not Hamas. What's his name, <laughs> dude? That's fucking Hassan. Much Twitter. Hassan, excuse me, god damn it. Uh, if he was like the Hassan in that game, and there was a plot where he was with Valeria or doing something with Valeria, the Valeria plot kind of gets handled, and then Makarov gets away, and then this game we kill him. I think that would have made sense, but to introduce them in the same game and then to kill them off, I, I don't think that, that, that would have been, that would have made sense. Even like, oh, but Menendez and all this, all that. Yeah, if this game had maybe four to five more linear traditional missions to explore Makarov more, then okay, but th I don't think this game was the right one to, to, to end the Makarov arc. But what you just mentioned, right? Shepard's death, the post-credit scene. How do you feel about that? Was that earned to you? Do you think that was a generally solid ending, which all sets up a dark future for one four one, taking the gloves off and and you know going off the rails a little bit? What what do you think about that post credit scene? See, I feel like I feel like um, I mean it was I think that was definitely earned. You know, Price is probably talking with one four one. It's like yeah, I'm gonna go whack this guy. Um, <laughs> I'm just, gonna go whack this. Guy. I'm just gonna go whack this guy. Like yo, Kate, get me in. Um, this guy needs to die. Uh, because he's just he's just like he's just an idiot and he's messing so much up and he's just like almost he's like borderline incompetent as well. I just can't um, believe he's a four or five star general. Like the, the, his behavior in this campaign generally shocked me while playing it. Like I didn't have my commentary on, but I'm like, what? Hearing him talk during like in Frozen Tundra, he, you know, it was funny. They didn't give him a coat; they gave him a Glock or whatever pistol they gave him. And 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 then he, but he's like talking during stealth parts. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like I know you, I know you're not on the field all the time, but you're a general. Like don't you know these things? Like mm -hmm. and he's telling them what to do. Like oh, just take him out. Like what, what, huh? Like, it, like Shepard is just a moron. It's just it's just crazy. Um. But did did, 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 the, did the post credit scene shock you, or do you think that was? Did you feel like that was coming after the after the court hearing scene where he? he um, I, I I mean obviously I I did not see no I didn't I did not see that uh that post credit scene coming I thought I thought it would more uh, the post credit scene would set up more um but obviously we're gonna see what they plan to to do with that whether Price is now wanted by like everyone uh, or by like the U.S. government that could get a cool storyline with that. Um, or they frame graves for it. Can you imagine if can you imagine if graves got framed for that or something? Or I, I I'm kind of interested in a plot where 
Shadow Company continues to get infiltrated from within. There's still Coney operatives there or something. And then Graves comes to us begging for help. And then maybe Graves sacrifices himself for us, which kind of redeems his character for our crew. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm just spitting out just straight yeah. theorizing here. But I'm like, I, that'd be interesting to see kind of where they can go with that um, in, in the future or whatnot. But don't forget, Shepard, I know he was referenced in Modern Warfare 19. He's in Modern Warfare 2. Gets killed in Modern Warfare 3. The OG trilogy, I don't believe he's referenced. Is he referenced in COD 4? Maybe lightly. And then he's only in Modern Warfare 2, and that's it. So he he was a one-off a one character. But Soap and Shepard have been treated kind of the same in this new reboot. They were mentioned in 19, full roles in Modern Warfare 2, death in, in Modern Warfare 3. So I think they, 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 they followed similar beats with, with those two characters there. Um, very, very, very interesting stuff. But um, overall, I, I feel satisfied narratively. Like, uh, take all the gameplay, take, take all the gameplay out for a second. Watch just the cutscenes full movie, a and narratively, I still think we got a really solid uh, third entry for, for for Modern Warfare. But uh, mm -hmm. speaking of narrative, now this is something that it, it, the 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 argument and debate's never going to end with this. I already know. You know, we're talking about echo chambers on Twitter, Reddit, wherever you wherever you could think of people that continuously keep arguing if. Black Ops is canon to this, BO2 specifically, which is two years away from these events, apparently, and the Verdance nuke event. Now, what are your initial thoughts on the fact that this game dances around those things again? And But a Perseus flag was found in the campaign, which we also saw in the raids last year, continuously mm -hmm. confirming Black Ops is canon, even oh, though that's year. been said. Oh, this year, excuse me. Um, thoughts on, on, on that canon debate, though, with, with, with everybody that's arguing uh, on the internet about this? Yeah, you know, there's just, everything is being danced around for a reason. Uh, obviously, um, you know, all the Black Ops 2 stuff, they don't want to derail the Modern Warfare narrative by, you know, throwing in, like, having having Menendez as a character in it. Even though I tweeted a, a lot about the, the possibility of a, of a reference or maybe some sort of team-up with those characters, with Dave and Mason, uh, because, you know, the, the timeline genuinely makes sense for, for that to happen. You know, we're two years out from Black Ops 2. Um, these characters are very active currently at the time military and uh, organizationally um just makes sense for for these characters to kind of be in it um but yeah uh, the bo2 canon thing i mean honestly at this point just decanonize bo2 um it's messing up a lot of stuff and it's just like it's it, it, i don't know it's just messing up a lot of things it, but, but i think it just needs to be decanonized at this point but um, i, I forsaken in cold war you know kravchenko references afghanistan which we know that's where he goes the, so I feel like that was like a hint that, yeah, that still is being respected and considered canon. Um, I think, like I mentioned in my video last night, they're dancing around these things, whether it's the nuke event in Verdansk, uh, Black Ops 2 being canon. They're dancing around them because they want to tell an uninterrupted story while preserving the legacy of those experiences or events and then still being able to move forward with narrative without feeling restrained because of what other games did 10 years ago, two years ago, whatever. So I, I respect that. I do. But it will it will come to a point probably in the next year or two, possibly three, where they kind of have to address something. But I do want to preface here. I don't care if they say the zombie nuke event is canon or it's in a different timeline. I, I don't care. I, as long as strong stories are being told and there's a strong reason to believe that Black Ops and Modern Warfare are still crossed over because they are. As long as that happens, I'm not I'm not opposed to them saying, oh, we'll retcon small events here with the zombie nuke, or we'll retcon this little thing with Menendez so that it doesn't cross over with like Modern Warfare 4 if there's like a World War 3 that happens in LA or in San Fran or in fucking New York. Like I, I'm okay if 
they recon certain things. I'm not like super strict on it, but I don't think it's fair to say, oh, there's evidence of X, Y, Z. That's just copium. You're just, that's just your head canon. There, there is strong evidence to say that things are canon and still make sense. So don't, I wouldn't rule anything out, but I think at this point, the biggest crossover we're going to see with Black Ops Modern Warfare is dealing with Perseus. You know, Rebirth actually had an interesting story with Perseus in present day throughout the Vanguard cycle. That'll probably be followed up a little bit. Um, and I think Black Ops 2024 and 2025 are likely going to answer some more questions that we have. I think zombies definitely will. I think zombies is probably where in Modern Warfare 3 we'll get more info about Verdansk. If anything, they'll probably be Intel mm -hmm. or something. So I'm looking forward to that. But it's not a the thing is, it's not a big deal. That's the point. It's not a big deal. It's not like it's not going to. So does that change the perception of the campaign or of Modern Warfare 3 if something is not canonized from 2012? Like, I don't think that matters that much. Um, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't really matter all that much. But. Um, one thing to wrap up campaign with that I, 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 I'm sure you, you might agree with this. I'm kind of confused on the weapon and variety of this campaign. Why there seemingly is more Modern Warfare 2 weapons in the campaign than the Modern Warfare 3 ones. You could say, oh, it's more proof that it was a DLC originally and it wasn't going to have new weapons in it. What? Okay, but what? how are you feeling about the weapon variety we got in the, in this game? Like, Do you think that... It should have had. Will they patch in MW three weapons later? Do you think it's just temporary that Modern Warfare two weapons are in? You know, for early access. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what do you think about the weapon variety that we got in this in this campaign overall? I just think I just think it's really funny when I'm like, I remember I was playing the uh, one of the open, found an ISO hemlock and thing for the past year straight. Um, oh, you, you broke up a little <laughs> bit. What would you say? The ISO hemlock. So I found I found it. I found an ISO hemlock, and I was like, I was just laughing to myself. I'm like, I've just used this for like the past year straight. Um, which, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like games have featured the same guns before, like, like, uh, you know, AK-47s and 74Us, like, you know, guns appear in, in the same games. Um, it's just that this time that they're, you know, it's directly, it's a direct sequel, so it looks a little bit more, um, you know, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, looks a little bit, looks a little bit worse because you know we we've, we've been just playing with those guns, but and it's almost like the whole point of a campaign is to immerse yourself in the new content and whatnot. And then this game is just like, oh yeah, weapons wise, you're gonna see the Cronin yeah, Squall, you're gonna see I the the like FSS Hurricane, yeah. <laughs> and it's it, you know it, it, again the, the game's a direct sequel, picks up minutes after like you know the last raid or whatever. It, it, so I'm not, I wasn't expecting like a grand overhaul, but at least some of the new weapons, and we got some during during some of the later missions, but that still was odd. To, to say the least, but it's like not the end of the world either. It's like, it is what it is, dude. Um, when Black Ops comes out next year, that's, that's going to be a completely new game. There's no carry forward from MW. There's no crossover there with gameplay. It's going to be a whole new game, fresh start. So if games are going to be in pairs like that moving forward, so be it. You know, 2024, 2025 might be in a pair with carry forward. Shout out to Austin Thompson. Quick super chat said, I feel like Treyarch's next game will feature MW characters crossing over like Zakaev and Cold War. I'm sad David and, so and Soap won't meet. I mean, that... They could, at, least, at least Ravenoff and Soap me. Ravenoff and Soap me, <laughs> but they could still do flashbacks later. They could still do some cool stuff. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll figure some stuff out there. But um, overall, I think there, there still is potential for, uh, you know, for, for more, at least narratively, from a character like Soap who did die. I think they could still do. They could do, still do some stuff with them. But um, IGN put out a review earlier giving it, I think it's a four out of 10. I mean, they also poorly rated the FNAF movie. So, I mean, I don't always trust IGN reviews. I can care less what Metacritic say. I can care less about the, the, the a numbered review. Like, I, I don't take those very seriously. But 
Do you think that's a bit harsh? I mean, I know they put out a, a sentence saying like, oh, it's reusing multiplayer maps or something. And I'm like, I don't really understand that that statement with the, with the review. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like re rehashes multiplayer and it's like, have you played Call of Duty the past 20 years? Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's what Call of Duty has been doing. Um, campaign missions have always been reworked into uh, multiplayer levels. So yeah, they also I, rated Vanguard 7 out of 10. I mean... That that Lord price meeting up. I mean, could get that. I you could get that next year. The timeline matches checks out, but sure, sure. I mean, I just I, yeah, they rate us Vanguard seven out of ten. I mean, so be it. But I feel like a lot of the flaws people are talking about with Modern Warfare three's campaign, Vanguard actually had, and that just proves they didn't play that game either. Because I, I you talk about filler, you talk about you know a story with no stakes. Really, I mean, I think Vanguard's a, a better example of that. Um, but. Also something that is making the rounds, you know, with the blog post that came out today, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad they dropped two blogs at once, but it's a lot of information to, to kind of absorb over the rest of the weekend for, you know, detonated coverage and, you know, some other videos, but, um, they confirmed, and, I, and I'm glad this wasn't on the leaked list of launch weapons, the Bruin MK9 LMG and the FR556 AR are confirmed to be launch weaponry for Modern Warfare 3. Previously, insane. That's yeah, crazy. very insane. Previously thought to be Modern Warfare 2 Season 6 weaponry, just released in Warzone Mobile with the recent patch notes. So that's cool that they at least address those weapons. Um, one of the replies on that tweet I see here, they asked detonated. There's no Season 6 Reloaded content then. Your reply to that... Uh, there was never a season six reloaded. Anyone peddling that narrative was lying to you. The haunting was season six reloaded. I, I, I that's, that's a good, that's a good response to that because I, I, it still blows my mind. The people out there that have played COD for a while somehow didn't realize the haunting was reloaded. It, it was for MW and Cold War, so I, I don't know why that was confusing. Um, we reached out to Activision for comment, and they confirmed that to us too. The haunting was season six point five, but um, to kind of round out today's episode with those big blogs today, um, that we're getting at about we're going to get about one hundred and seventeen weapons at launch including the model for two ones um if you do not unlock certain weapons in Modern Warfare 2, there will be unlocked challenges for them in Modern Warfare 3, which is cool replayability. Six total aftermarket parts at launch, more to release during preseason and future seasons. Um, overall thoughts on, on, the, on the, the blogs we got today. Do you think it was too much at once? Do you think that it's cool that they have a lot planned and confirmed I that we're going to have more next even, week? I haven't even dove into any of that stuff. I was <laughs> out today, so I just I just missed all of it. We, um, we, we, were, we, were both, we both had like busy mornings, and, and then it's like, it's like the top two blog posts. It's fine. It, 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 I wasn't expecting that today i think you know we got a lot yesterday so i figured they would wait till like next week to kick kick off uh so, so some more stuff again but they 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 go through absolutely everything from you know your arsenal primaries and secondaries uh gunsmith i mean how do you feel about weapon tuning being removed now like do you think that, that, that that's like a good uh overhaul over mono for two's gunsmith do you think that you know that's what the community wanted or is that controversial like how, how do you feel about that that removal right there um, I don't know. I think we're gonna have to wait and see on that one because I feel like I feel like weapon tuning, um, it kind of fit the entire like you know you go into the firing range and you you know you you test your weapon tuning, you test your attachments. Like I feel like I feel like there's a reason why weapon tuning was in, and it was to go into the firing range and test stuff and just to get more out of your attachments, right? But I think effectively taking away weapon tuning effectively takes away like more content to on your weapons you know what i mean yeah um, yeah like i mean do, do i really care if it's in or in the game or not no but i feel like you know it, it just gave it gave people that wanted to 
the just the extra this the slightest extra amount of like customization to their weapon maybe maybe they wanted a gun with a closer sight or you know you wanted faster ads times and not take the punishment on like a stock or something like um they give a lot of cool stuff like that but um i don't know i, I, think I see, the wait and I see. see on that and there was a the wait and see well but the fact the fact that they just like boom we're taking it out like that makes me think they can eat like boom we're taking we're putting it back in <laughs> like type like they can do it i i, I mean uh, i can this is easy they, take it out, they can put it back in sure i mean i i can get called a casual for this and I, I, I don't really care i'll be honest with you like i did not touch weapon tuning at all model for two like I, I i respect that it's a cool feature that allows you to customize your weapons more to your liking but I already was never a fan of like, oh, let me watch the latest short or TikTok to know what yeah. weapon I need to use. Yeah, once in a while, I'll see a tweet with like the best loadout for the season. I'm like, oh, let me just borrow some of that. But I really like experimenting. I like building my own classes. I'm not all about like, oh, got to use the meta to do good. Like I will do good with anything. I like to challenge myself to use tough weapons to get good gameplays that are more unique, whatever. And gameplays are not my content focus anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I was never one of those people that's like, oh, I have to use the meta. I have to do it. Like, no, I want it. New DLC weapon comes out for the season. I'm probably going to use that the whole season, right? And like, have fun with it. But I was never one to be like, let me precisely weapon tune. And this, to me, it gets too overwhelming, you know, especially with all the attachments that are already in the gunsmith. There's so many attachments yeah. for every weapon. It's like, I just want to get in game and fucking play. Like, I don't want to sit there for half an hour and tune this and tune that and watch TikToks. And like, I'm not into that. Um, call me a casual for that, but I just generally don't care that much about weapon tuning. So, you know, I want to see what the reception is community wise to all this later. But they also mentioned weapon balancing in this blog post. It's confirmed monitor to weapon monitor to weapons will be changed accordingly compared to how they feel in MW2. They will be balanced correctly in Mono for three, where they'll adjust damage ranges, values, location multipliers, value magnitudes, attachment pros and con values. Um, they also confirm in the gunsmith there's actually more details and stats that you can read now, which people have been asking for for how long now? I think Cold War yeah. had this. And did Mono yeah. for Teen have it? I don't remember. Mono for Teen might have had it. I think or Vanguard did. Vanguard, yeah, Mono for Two doesn't have it, but being able to have detailed stats. I mean, there's a lot of great features and overhauls here. They call it the robust weapon builder. Um, they mentioned zombies a little bit in this blog, but there's going to be a dedicated zombie blog next week, along with a separate blog about camo customization. I'm happy with what is being streamlined here. I'm I'm cool with what is being changed. I'm curious what Treyarch does with this next year for Black Ops. Um, overall, can't really complain about what they're doing with the weapons here. Can't really complain about the uh, the customization and whatnot. I think I think I think it's a pretty it's pretty healthy um, to see this from Sledgehammer. I mean, it's, it's a sign for healthy and fun communication over the course of this year. Again, they went into all the details about, you know, the equipment, the optics, the the field upgrades, the perks, the streaks. They went over everything in this blog. So for those that are still behind that kind of what is being featured day one, there's a lot that, that gets gone over here, uh, which is really exciting. Something as well that I almost forgot, and this is really funny because you put out a tweet about this. When they went over launch content a couple of days ago, they talk about the preseason quite a bit, right? And they essentially mentioned that with season one's multiplayer maps, the 366 maps that they're going to be adding may not include remasters, right? What, what, what are your uh, what are your initial thoughts on on that statement there? Unless we're misinterpreting it, which we might be, because sometimes blogs are confusing and they don't always explain things uh, in the clearest way in these blog posts. Do you think those those 66 maps in season one, the three ones that we're getting, do you think those are remasters or are those completely original? What, what, what I mean, you... they they say almost word for word. They say in the blog post. Season one will bring three brand new 
three brand new yeah yeah three brand three brand new maps three brand new core maps as well core maps three yeah three all all brand new core maps comma additional maps and modes so i feel like like, additional maps has to imply ground war or remasters at that point and then modes yeah because here's the thing here's the thing there's no there's no way you're in your blog post they've they've specifically stated multiple times all new maps brand new maps new maps and if those new maps include like himmelmat expo no <laughs> yeah just not, yeah like yeah. that just doesn't it just doesn't work right um so like you know, you hear this wording and you I, I think we're gonna get you know campaign campaign stuff cut out into um into original 6v6 maps but maybe maybe some urzik stand stuff you never know but um yeah i really don't see them having only three maps and that and that includes mw2 maps and remasters just think about it for a second it doesn't make no yeah i think this game's gonna get the 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 largest post-launch support we've seen in recent years like maybe even topping cold war in terms of how many maps get added what was shocking about the launch blog is they confirmed carry forward maps which ironically is a feature they got yeah. rumored about a year ago we're gonna be seeing farm 18 mercado las almas shoe house and shipment added to mono for three at some point uh they'll be they'll be in their own playlist Wars of mobile already did this so i'm not really surprised that uh Mono for three is going to bring in a few maps in terms of why they want to do this. I think it's cool to see that Mono for three movement on these maps. They were already pretty popular in Mono for two, but it, are these necessary? Not, not necessarily. I, I don't think they're necessary, but it's cool that that's extra content. You know, that could be what the additional maps mm-hmm. are that they're referring to in that initial statement about season one. That's cool. And I think it's perfect. It's perfect for those droughts or dry periods. For example, if season two, they're supposed to come out in February as it has for the last couple of years, if that gets delayed, January is pretty much a quiet month of devs coming back from holiday break, catching up on bugs, catching up on developing the next set of, of, of content. That's perfect opportunity to launch that kind of filler where it's like, oh, this week we're dropping MW2 carry forward maps. And then next week we're going to drop a few extra modes we haven't dropped yet. And that's like your filler and something to keep you going for like the month of January. And then February comes back with season two, so on and so forth. That's good filler content, in my opinion. That's cool to see. I'm not opposed to it. And uh, overall, look, looking forward to what they're going to do here. There's so much material left to break down until Thursday with launch. And there's more blogs in the way as well, possibly even more trailers. So there's still a lot to get to get through, man, over, uh, you know, b- before, before the full launch of the game. So very excited about this. Um, overall, I think that the communication has been pretty solid for this game. It's much more communication than we got last year from Modern Warfare 2. So I think that's a good step in the right direction. And I think that sets the stage for um, how healthy the Black Ops season is going to be in 2024 as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with all that. But uh, yeah. rapid. Yeah, wrapping up yeah, we here. Probably, we should probably be wrapping it up. I gotta, I gotta. So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, wrapping up here with some. Who are these people? Let's check out some goofy comments over the last week or so. Who are these people? All right, so we do have some good ones here. Let's see. Uh, let's see what we got. MW3 is DLC for seventy bucks. Dynamite. Your logic is of M O. Ron, he like space. He spelled moron, but spaced out the word for some reason. M O and then Ron. But I understand you get paid by Activision products. That's why you want people to buy their games, just like every other lying streamer. Um, and I responded, your profile pic is great, but the comments out of touch. It's a picture of Bruce Wayne uh, Affleck uh, from, from 2016. <laughs> you streamers get sick a lot. Like, well, I don't know what this means. Am I not a normal human being because I stream Call of Duty? Like, I'm not. I, I was very sick earlier uh, last week, and I'm like, yeah, my voice sounded probably terrible in streams and videos. Um, here's a good one. I posted a, a, a 
a, a tweet saying that Ghoulie's better than Orion. And somebody replied, that's because you can't earn the Orion. I'm a normal nine to five, have a life, and I can still earn it. What's your excuse? You call yourself a content creator and can't even get it. I asked around the community of streams and most have Orion. I'm sorry, I forgot college was tough for you. Get out there and sweat slacker. Hashtag you're welcome. Like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? What even is that comment, bro? Like the ha- I, maybe I know this person in real life and they're trolling. So I'm like, what does that mean, dude? Like, I, I what? what? Anyway, uh, we got 15 polygons in like not even 90 minutes. So I'm like, we're going to get Orion done before uh, before Thursday just for fun because fuck it. And it's helpful to help level up. You know, I want to hit 1250. I'm like 1240 right now. So that's just extra so, free, free XP. So next week, so next week, is my level going to reset from 1250? No. It Next week your your rank amount of, your rank your rank amount over two will stay the same like no matter okay. what when season one launches in december warzone will integrate with modern warfare three nothing really nothing no your 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 warzone rank will just integrate with modern warfare three in december until that point warzone is still integrated with modern warfare two mw3 does, has no effect on your modern warfare two level at all it's a zero to 55 grind day one your battle pass however will transfer over to modern warfare three that's it so that's it oh my god damon victor allen chat <laughs> oh, is he all Damon? What's Damon. going on, brother? Woods himself from Black Ops Cold War. Oh my God! Hope to see you we're back just, in Black Ops next year. We were yeah, just talking about Black exactly. Ops earlier. Oh my God! Yeah, we got to catch up, man. Black Ops next game. Oh, I, I'd love to see some DBA back in my life, man. Oh I need, yeah, I need it back in my life. Oh yeah, we need. <laughs> oh yeah, we need some Woods back in. Uh, we need some Woods back in our life here. Um, mm. Bro, so fugly in his camera gameplay. That, that that's that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I was sweating. My eyes were open. DK, be careful about spoilers. Also, DK, post spoilers. Here's what I want to ask you, right? This is funny. What is this imaginary clock or timer when you could finally post spoilers about campaign? Like, I didn't post the ending right when the campaign dropped. I beat the game, posted it after, you know, four or five hours. What are you supposed to do with with spoilers on campaign? You wait a full day and a half to where it's irrelevant, then post it? Like, like, what is the imaginary? Exactly. Like, see, people people don't really, like, realize, like, you know, there's there's people that... uh, aren't going to wait, aren't going to care, are going to do what they want, uh, you know, as fast as possible. Um, even, even like yesterday, like we didn't, nothing really was major spoiler, spoiler, no. shown. Um, even, even the post credit cutscene, I just, I didn't even put what was even in the cutscene. I literally put price and shepherd for the post credits for the post credit cutscene. Yeah. Um, right. We'll probably would have got more views, but that wasn't the goal with the coverage yesterday. It's like, oh, let's like let's be scummy. We could have titled the last mission instead of Trojan Horse Soap Death. We could have titled the yeah. post credit scene Separate Death. We just titled it around you know what the mission was called, and the thumbnail doesn't even show a spoiler. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it, there comes a point where it's like, when can we talk about it? What, who who makes the rules of when you can discuss spoilers? And we yeah, were still like, fair about it. Let's uh, let, let's wait a week for everyone to make sure they play the campaign, and then. Yeah, and uh, let's do that. Let's see. How, let's see how good that works out. Yeah, for to, um, yeah for content. Let's see if that that makes any type of logical sense. Um, they're gonna try to revive Soap using the Dark Ether, like how the director is trying to do with his son. Apparently, I mean, Soap's gonna be an MWZ, and Ghost was questioning Requiem. So somebody replied, "Bro, revive what? His ashes, dude. <laughs> that that that's a that's a comment. That's a comment and a half, dude. Well, that, that comment is like wrong on so many levels. One, considering." Uh, the MW3 zombie story takes place before Soap dies. Yeah, so, like, so that already doesn't make sense. Yeah, doesn't really make sense. Uh, soap, Soap, really the only member of 141 to go 0 for 2. That's that's fucking funny. 
Oh, this is great. You put out a community post, which was a rehash of a detonated tweet about how MW3 doesn't have a platinum trophy right now, according to everybody that could see the game on their platform. Somebody commented, come on, man, that is undeniably clickbait. You are better than that. Can you can you help me understand how that's clickbait? What, what, does that word have any meaning anymore? Like, I, I, Please help me. What does I feel that? Like, I, feel like, I feel like most people commenting uh, nowadays, they have an eight ball. They, they, they shake the eight ball and it says like, Brand, like like brain dead clickbait comment or like <laughs> supportive f- comment they, they just shake the eight ball and then just comment <laughs> they just comment what the eight ball says like there's no way but, that's like an like someone but, actually but i i i just i i i am dumbfounded by this because like i don't care when people say oh clickbait i don't care i know in my heart i know in my soul i know when we when you and i plan out stuff i know all the way around nothing we've ever posted or have i or that i posted independently has been blatantly clickbait or misleading like we know the video is about the title the thumbnail like there, there is no bait there there is exaggerated marketing to make things pop out more compared to the thousand other people that post call of duty stuff but for a community post about platinum trophy what what that's a, a fact right now there is no platinum on ps5 so if that changes yeah. next week then it's it okay <laughs> it's like, what? i don't understand that um this, this is some detonated replies. Unfortunately, that isn't COD. Campaign has been tied to MP since the very first COD all the way to MW2. So I disagree. COD was best when they were distinctly different from one another with their own unique military themes based on time periods. And you replied, okay, I'll be enjoying MW3 playing as Homelander while you can't accept COD has evolved since 08. This is a reply to that tweet you put out about, well, I think it's about the skins. I know. It is. About the, that, 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 and you ratioed the guy. <laughs> the ratio is crazy on this tweet, dude. You absolutely, uh, absolutely could. Well, because like it's like you're ty- you're typing a paragraph about like what Call of Duty like what Call of Duty was in like 2008, and it's like yes, you're right. Call of Duty was like that at the time, but it's not like yeah. that anymore. And now it makes it makes more money than it's ever has because it, it's because of these evolutions uh, that it has made. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Harrison put on a hot take in chat. They should have killed Ghost. To be honest, Price Gas, Alex, and Far are the only good characters. F Ghost and Soap, hot take, hot take. Hard disagree. I think Ghost is the face of, of uh, the new trilogy right now. I just love Ghost. I need more. We need more Ghost content and Ghost spinoff. But um, if they would have killed both of them in this game, that would that people would have rioted on the streets. That I think. DK, when is the next COD voice actor bombshell interview? We gotta. I want to. I would love to get some uh, some MW actors uh, before MW3 mm-hmm. cycle ends. So to get some MW actors on, and then we'll do some more Black Ops ones next year. That'd be awesome. Um, this is gold. You posted a tweet about the start times and preloads for MW3. Somebody replied, your time zones are wrong. 9 a.m. PST, 11 p.m. CT, 12 p.m. EST. You reply with the screeps out of the blog post. It's just like, dude, it's so funny when people, <laughs> it's so funny, man. Just see the, the, some of the, yeah, the that, Twitter. That, that person, that person is a, uh, they're a supporter. So, you know, I didn't, yeah, I kind of you, just posted the screenshot there, I, it's, so. Yeah, no, it's still funny. Um, bro, fix the game, not the main menu. And then you reply, we are not Activision. <laughs> and as a, that, it's, it's a ratio to 20, 23 likes to zero. Um, well, wait, I, that one was a ratio. It was a ratio. And, and that's the thing, Chet. And also to, to, to remind you guys, I write as often as I can for Detonated. I promote it in, in my content. Fajardi runs on Twitter completely, and he does an excellent job, you know, uh, posting all the news. It's really bro, funny. Fix bro, fix the yeah. game, not oh the menu. Oh, my God. Zero to 32. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, our content and our, our marketing looks official enough to where you think that we're Activision. I do appreciate that. That's a, that's a nice compliment. But it, it's funny when they're like, fix the game, not the menu. The menu actually looks pretty cool right now. You get to see multiplayer and zombies right now uh, in the main menu. <laughs> uh, there's that. But I guess to really round out this episode, and because now we can see multiplayer and zombies at the menu... Uh, are you afraid that somehow people are going to crack through the preload? Because the preload's on Wednesday. New Zealand gets access Thursday. Global launch is Friday. Are you afraid that there's going to be 
some type of crack through the preloads where people out there are leaking and playing shit way before they're supposed to kind of like what we saw with campaign there was no campaign leaks last year or anybody playing early this year we unfortunately had a 24-hour breach of security where people out there were leaking oh. everything like are you are you worried for the coming week with uh with what's going on here what, what, what are you thinking about about the preload yeah, coming you up you know like hopefully nothing comes out but we know stuff is gonna we know stuff's gonna get leaked we know there's gonna be a breach again um sadly Sadly. Sadly, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just like the reality. Like, I'm not gonna get it. Like people are going to find, find out stuff. There's no way. I'm sure there is no I'm, way. I'm sure Damon and chat said, you everybody, you boys are crushing it as usual. Thank you so much, Damon. It's great to hear from you again, man. Um, absolutely thrilled to see a potential feature for woods in the nice black ops. I would love to see some more, mm -hmm. some more of that, man. And we got to get some games in or, you know, catch up at some point really, really soon. Um, Gaz will probably die in Modern Warfare 4. I mean, the thing is, you don't have to do that. You don't, you don't have to, you don't, we don't need a big death, but it's like, hey, if they're going to do it, I mean, so be it. We, we, we will wait and see. But ladies and gentlemen, any last minute comments, questions, concerns, feel free to drop them in chat right now. That rounds out our 95th episode. We're five away from the big 100. You'll be in house for that one for sure. Next, should be. Yeah, next Friday may or may not be an episode we'll have we'll play it by ear with launch because initially we're like oh the game comes out on friday the 10th we'll be streaming launch that day but we're probably taking a trip to new zealand next thursday so we'll probably stream that launch on that day and then we'll see yeah, kind of the, the jet lag is gonna be crazy the jet lag might be too crazy to do a pot on friday so we we, we, we will see what our next episode is but certainly the 17th of November, we'll, we'll have one. So we'll just next week, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. As a reminder, uh, we got plenty of coverage that has gone up over on detonated.com, expanding on all the coverage you're seeing here on the channel. We had articles going over the post credit and ending of the game, a full mission walkthrough for all 14 levels of MW3, and then plenty of other news uh, that has been written and uh, explored in regards to multiplayer and zombies. We'll be obviously putting out more over the course of this weekend. There's so much new marketing that just went out today that we're going to be breaking down in articles and videos. And then, of course, um, Detonated's Twitter. Appreciate 68, almost 7,000 followers on Detonated's Twitter. We got coverage going up every single hour, breaking down everything you need to know. A bit of a bombshell that you guys can see more of on Detonated's Twitter and website is that there are full HD images of the achievements you could do in zombies, giving us a closer look at some things that have haven't you updated been those articles with uh, with the images. Or I just saw those images last night, so I need to update the article today with those images. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't see that because I know you the, the HD uh, achievements. Those pictures just got found like last night, so I have, I have to go back. Well, and, yeah. And well, everyone keeps circulating like terrible like 144p versions of it, but I yeah why I found oh well, it's because I mean I because I. I knew where they where they would have came from, and the it was the Xbox achievement. So I just went on my friend's account on the Xbox website, and I just got yeah. all the 1080p screenshots myself, which like no one else has thought to do. Interesting. Um, so I've, I've, I've been tweeting that out. Uh, I've been tweeting them out uh, periodically uh, on the detonated Twitter, and then you know the, it's it. cool to get a new. It's cool to get a new uh, thing. I'm going to put a tweet out right after this as well with the uh, the Orcus boss. That looks sad. Um, that's sick. And it's not a leak at all. It's literally the achieve achievement uh, achievement list. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, literally the, it's literally the achievement list. It's literally showing the end of the. Not really a spoiler. It's you know, 
It's right, right, right. Dark ether worm. So. Hell yeah. No, or a centipede or whatever, whatever the thing is. Like, that's <laughs> absolutely insane. But ladies and gentlemen, here on the main channel, about two hours ago, I posted a video talking about the Psycho new blog posts that have a lot of information in them. I'll probably break out some parts of those and make separate videos later. Uh, ending Explain went out last night. Very proud of that video. It's a very different style video for the channel. I'm very happy with it. And we, of course, have a campaign walkthrough for every single level in its own playlist here on the channel as well. On top of the stream I did yesterday, you guys have crushed it with the support. Means the world. Um, we're going into our launch next week with Detonated on our backs as well with even more coverage uh, besides what you see here on the channel. Lots more to talk about. And uh, yeah, with that, it's going to be a crazy launch. Our next episode of the podcast will be after the full release of Mono Warfare 3. So we'll have a lot to discuss with that, especially zombies. for zombies. Yeah, zombies will be the, the, the main focus for sure, considering that we already played multiplayer a lot in the beta. You know, we'll definitely be focusing on the, the, the new mode, the new baby around town, which will be which will be zombies. But let's catch up real quickly. Anything in chat we have to read real quick. Let's play soon. Take care, boys. Thank you, Damon. Mm -hmm. Any plans for the big 100? Well, Pajardi will be back here in-house. I want him to celebrate his first American Thanksgiving here uh, here at home. So we'll, we'll probably have him in for that. Um, big, big plans, though. Um, I would say we'll, we'll, we'll plan something out. But for sure, working on more guests and even some uh, voice actor appearances. That's in the works right now for future bombshells. Um, you think you can do best comments from more of these people like highlights? That would be funny for episode 100, like the absolute worst fucking comments ever from all 100 episodes. Uh, that'd be funny to, to kind of pick, uh, pick and choose <laughs> some of those. Will DMZ perks cross over with MWZ perks? Sadly, not because DMZ is free to play through Warzone. Zombies is an on disc experience in Modern Warfare 3, completely separate from Warzone, even though it uses the same map. I know it's confusing. Um, for completing the plane hijacking, you get Samara, the woman who died in the plane, as an operator. Wait, do wait, is that the same person? I look. I looked at it. And I think that might have been a bug. I, think, I I I saw that too, um, and I was like, oh, interesting. Like, it looks, it's like it looks like the same thing, but uh, you know, it just very I, interesting. I, I, I think it might be a bug. I'm not sure, but I did see that. Neil Neil Ellis should be on the podcast. I love that. I'd absolutely love that. Oh yeah, no, that 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 would that'd be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. I love that. I hope separate from the old Cotton Blue Two returns in the reboot. Now that kid named Finger is dead. What is that, <laughs> dude? I'm like what? That's uh you think opera oh, we read that one yeah i think we're pretty much caught up on comments here um it said on the blog that the attachment changes will be made for mw2 guns so does that mean there will be no ads cons for one one x sites like they said it was going to happen for mw3 guns great question we'll find out in just a couple of days we'll find out in a couple of days um there's going to be a security breach mw3 zombies with ending cutscene i hope people don't do that man it's one thing where people leak out like weapons and 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 you know even maps or whatever but it's another thing to leak out like story spoilers cutscenes, easter egg steps i hope you don't see that man i hope we don't end up seeing that but uh yeah with that being said appreciate your love and support crazy episode today had a lot to get through and we will see you guys in the next one peace out everybody Bye.